11 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Please remain calm. Everyone remain calm. We don't know everything just yet. But damn, did we get a lot of indictments so far from the Mueller uh, investigation. Thank you for that, Bob Mueller, showing that Donald Trump surrounds himself with filthy criminals. And how can he be trusted to be run for president in 2020 after exposing all the criminality he surrounds himself with? Oh my God, there are so many talking points that I have for everybody leading up to 2020. And what a fight it's going to fucking be. And I want this fight. I want this fight. I would, didn't put all my uh, chips on red or whatever uh on this uh, Mueller report i had high hopes don't get me wrong i had high hopes but this isn't the end of the end of the line right there's a lot more stuff to talk about there's a lot more important things going on but in the interim joe santorsa is off tonight he has uh, uh folks in from out of town uh and he's not feeling too well so everybody send joe some positive vibes and, and have him get better he says uh he has a lot of fluid coming out of his nose um he's um uh, upgraded to a whole rolls of paper towels he said uh and of course uh, joining us uh, as always the power couple from uh washington dc joining us uh, an hour early mr der braumeister bobber uh, from four freedoms blog you know uh... hello Bob. there you go <laughs> hello how you yeah. doing Doing pretty good. I'm doing. I'm doing real good. I'm not gonna lie. I know a lot of people are bummed out right now, but I'm not one of them. Well, happy Friday, and uh, it is kind of. It is a happy Friday. Yeah, I concur. Except I was about ready to put my fist through my computer because it forced me to do a fucking update again. Um, so, uh, so I. It says it said do not turn off your computer, and I was like, fuck you. I'm turning you off. So, <laughs> and then it tried to do the update again, but then it just let me in. I don't know what happened. So I probably just destroyed my computer, but happy Friday, everybody. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, joining us is all as well as always for every three hours, uh, rain from four freedoms blog, Washington, DC, the beltway bureau. Welcome to the show. Hello. See, I, I love that you called us a Washington power couple. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you, you two agree uh, on stuff and don't go on Twitter and <laughs> tear, tear well, each other true. down. Actually, you know, what would be it's funny is if you two went onto Twitter and like came up with a shtick as to where one of you really liked something and the other really hated it. And you should, you should do your own like Kellyanne and George, uh, routine, oh, we could but, do that about, but we could do that about ABBA. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And go on really long-winded diatribes about how how it's either bad and or good. What? Well, who's the non-Abba fan? Is it Bobber? I am not an Abba fan. No. Okay. All right. I landed that I'm one right. So, 
Uh, no, that didn't surprise me. I figured you had to be an ABBA fan, right? I think we've talked about it before, so I'm, I'm an yes. ABBA fan. So those harmonies are something they do. Um, but uh, but anyway, uh, the show is not about ABBA couple. tonight. Wait a uh-huh. second, I have a question. Yeah. Can we be officially known as Brain? Uh, yeah, Brain, Bob and Rain, Brain. So what's, <laughs> what's Kellyanne and George's uh, name? Oh, I know. Um, Mr. Kellyanne Conway. Jesus. <laughs> like, that's an insult. <laughs> How about, golly. <laughs> golly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go, George and Kelly. Golly. Um, and uh, do I have that? I, I think I might have that. Uh, uh, oh, I don't. I don't have that. That's crazy. Oh, I probably have Shazam. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh yeah, that's that's the that's the Gomer pile drop I have. Rest rest in peace, Jim Neighbors, of course. Shazam. Um <laughs> Godfather of Jody Hamilton. He was a wonderful man, yes. wonderful human being. Um But uh it, it, seriously, I, I felt just watching and, and it's a tangent. I felt just watching uh Jim Neighbors on TV. I I felt like he was a family member because all my family actually kind of sounded like Gomer Pyle, all my Kentucky family. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that they had that long in a, you know, a, a, come on, y'all. Let's go get some 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 supper. Uh, you know, uh, you want a bottle of Coke? It didn't have to be Coke, but if it was in a bottle and it was for carbonated, it was Coke. <laughs> yep. Here's some orange Coke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, before they had orange coke now they have orange coke so anyway all right let's let's start off with this muller muller thing uh I, I, again after 2016 this guy here gave up on on any kind of magical thinking about trump being taken out yeah i said things like you know i you know changing the the orange jumpsuit to trump suit and stuff like that but i got to say i mean what Mueller investigation so far, we don't know everything in it. We do know two things. Is that there are uh, no more recommendations for indictments by Bob Mueller. And by the special counsel. By the special counsel, yeah. And there are no sealed indictments. We don't believe so. I think a, a CNN reporter asked them pointedly, were there any sealed indictments? And I think they outright said no. By so, the special counsel. By the special counsel, to, yes. I'm, so I want to put a pin on that. So yeah, by the special counsel. So, so that is that's where we are right now. We don't know what's in it. We don't know what, what you know. Hopefully, there's no fuckery going around, going on, and there's no you know executive privilege nonsense by uh, um, individual one. Um, but I mean, we, we got to think think about this in in the most positive sense. Is that this witch hunt caught a lot of witches, and maybe it oh, wasn't. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't for the you know a conspiracy with Russia. Um, but uh, you know, the, I, I think I think we're going to see that they probably either covered their asses good enough, or they just stepped just a, a little bit far back over the line, and they just worked right up to it. To, you know, like using enough intermediaries and, and you know, uh, or again, you know, things, you know, maybe communications that were never found. We know I, that this administration is crooked as a day as long, but go ahead, Bobber. Uh, give us your thoughts. 
Yeah, I'm, I suspect that there's a shit ton of evidence that's in the hands of Southern District of New York that they can pursue that they uh, that didn't really fit within the purview of the special counsel's um, mm-hmm. directive. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's probably a, a lot of corruption, corruption-oriented stuff that didn't really fit in with the whole Russia investigation. But mm-hmm. but there's just a, a bunch of of uh, you know uh, financial mis- misdeeds that yeah. uh, they could very well pursue, and they may be holding back on those until he's out of office, so that they can you know as soon as he steps out, <laughs> as soon as the you know the new president is sworn in, they're, they're waiting with the handcuffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it, you know, President says, wait for SDNY and the New York Attorney General, you know? Yep. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I don't think this is an all hope is lost scenario. I know uh, I I just wanted to come straight out of the gates and say that I'm not going to be negative about this at all. I'm not upset about it. Uh, you know, I mean, because rain, you know, the, the indictments we have already. It's yeah, I'm going to I'm going to actually quote because um, a friend of the show, Sue in Rockville, is good with these stats mm-hmm. and she's right. It's 199 criminal charges, 37 indictments, eight cooperating, five found guilty. There's been prison sentences. Mm-hmm. That's just so far. And and I, I think that, you know, yeah, we also we have the Southern District of New York. We have the attorney general. We have the Eastern District of Virginia still. Mm-hmm. We also have um, the Maryland Attorney General, and I believe the D.C. Attorney General going after him for emoluments yeah. clauses. I, I don't. I think that a lot of this stuff has been outsourced to different <clears throat> jurisdictions. Yeah, I'm, and it's kind of like it, it's kind of like when you're a kid and you made a really really big Christmas list and you got everything on it except for like three or four things. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, but you know. It, <laughs> That means your birthday's coming up. Yeah, your birthday's around the corner. Unless you're one of those poor suckers whose birthday falls right on Christmas. Sorry, well. but hey, you share your birthday with Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's also not true. Um, so <laughs> that's a story for another day. Um, but I, I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about fight strategies. And, and I found some really interesting audio that's 59 years old. Um, it, 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 which it, this audio actually covers, and I didn't talk to anybody about this except for Susan after I found it. This is audio from probably one of the most unexpected sources. Um, and it is, it's poignant. It is timely. It is quantifiable and oratun. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I'll, I'll play that for you in a second. Um, but uh, but it, it really does come from a, an unlikely source. I'm sorry. I didn't have all my carts open since we were running late. I just opened the, the one to start the show. But it is timely. It is timely, quantifiable, and oratund. And I think you know this is going to... No. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I still don't. And I think this is going to make for a really interesting discussion because it's it's it covers a couple fronts. How um, uh, there's there's pivotal point in what changed politics in America. Okay. And and you'll hear it when I play it. There's, we stopped learning how to fight in some, some respects. And I'll, I'll be more clear on that in a little bit too. We also, uh, uh, nothing old is new again. 
you know, we all know that. And, um, you know, and, and, but th those are the three, three main points for this audio on a play. And the audio comes from something called the Paris interview. Ah, the French. With Orson Welles from 1960. <clears throat> All right. Now, this, this, there's some interesting tidbits about Orson Welles I did not know. And this, this ultimately is something, this first audio clip, and just so you know, Orson Welles was a liberal. Okay. Um, and this is a really, this, this essentially Orson Welles not only changed the, the landscape of American culture with his films, uh, namely Citizen Kane or Radio, War of the Worlds. Um, he, a decision he made changed the course of American history forever. And, um, and this would make Go like the, the best intriguing me. This would make the best like what if version of American history if if the decision if if he had made a different decision. And I mean it. If if you think I'm just like overhyping something right now, I totally fucking mean it. This is like this would have changed the course of American politics forever had he made a different decision. So here he is. This is uh, Orson Welles, 1960, in Paris, France, talking to Ross McLean from the CBC, Canadian Broadcasting Company, in 1960. Have you ever considered uh, running for the Senate? Or yes, I very nearly ran for the Senate. The uh, and in Wisconsin was the place they decided I ought to run, and it was the year I decided not to. And it was the year that McCarthy did run and did win. It was on been on my conscience ever since. <laughs> I can understand that. Could you imagine wow. if Joseph McCarthy had never been elected in Wisconsin, and Orson Welles was? He wow. says it's been on his conscience ever since. I, that <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I just happened upon this interview. I was I was looking up like wacky drunk Orson Welles, you know, and you know, or or the frozen peas, you know, you know, where in the depths of your ignorance, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, Orson Welles was going to run for the seat that Joseph McCarthy. He could have prevented McCarthyism. He could have prevented the demonization of people. And, you know, what we're seeing now where what is the tactic that conservatives are all using against us right now, against Democrats? They're saying we're all a bunch of filthy socialists. Mm -hmm. And that socialism is going to destroy America. And yeah, socialism the, is the new communism. Yeah, the meaning mm -hmm. of the... Well, it is the same thing to them. It is the yes. same thing to low-info uh, conservatives. That's why they use it the way they do, as a cudgel against us. And, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, this is, this is very interesting. So, now this is, this next clip from Orson Welles, um, I, I'd like to play, um, is, again, how nothing, you know, uh, uh, there was another Fox era on TV, that he admits to. And there's a word in here that he uses that I want to try and use again. Because you know one word that I hate when somebody when I I, I love to call myself a liberal. I'm I don't I don't I'll be honest, I don't really care for the term progressive. 
Um, I, I like liberal because, uh, you know, I think liberalism goes a long way in, you know, when it comes to advancing our culture, society, science, things like that, art. I think liberalism is, you know, is what I like. But when I get called a leftist, it pisses me off. Well, listen to the word that Orson Welles uses in here um, when he's talking about um, when he used to be a pundit on television. One of the things you've been is a political commentator. Yes. Now, as an artist... Until I got fired. <laughs> for being too much of a political commentator. Do you think that an artist... No, I got fired at the time when everybody who didn't... Uh, uh, who wasn't an extreme rightist got fired. Uh, oh. The networks as a political commentator. And all, a lot of them are back again, professionals. Yep. And I just wasn't in permanently in that business. There was just a big moment. Uh, you, you may remember. You were the that victim period. of the trend. And there were a lot of us. Yep. You know, I was in excellent company. I wasn't. This is pre McCarthy. I wasn't considered a communist. I was just a. Uh, one of the liberals. And they all went. There wasn't yep. one left for about a half year, you remember. Wow. So he said wow. extreme rightists. It doesn't roll off the tongue, but God damn it if I'm not going to use the term rightists. I like it. So yeah, I yeah. Because that word has disappeared from our vocabulary. They call us leftists, but nobody calls them rightists. You know? And again, it's it, it leftists is easier to say than rightists. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie, but, but how about that? There was a time in American history where cable news, cable news, TV news, <laughs> um, they didn't have the cables back then. They were on the cusp. They were on the cusp. Um, but the, you know, the news programs, uh, they, they would have political pundits on. And he said there for, you know, a good half a year. Every liberal was bumped off the air in favor of extreme rightists. Oh wow! Yeah. So so we got to learn we we got to learn how to fight again. We got to learn how to fight smart. We got to take back, you know, some words that they've stolen from us. We need to force you know when you know I want forceful politicians to come out and say. And I'll give credit to uh, Anna Navarro. I watched a clip of her on the View. The other day, and she said, "What does Democrat socialist mean?" And she then she corrected herself, said "Democratic socialist." She was talking to I forget what it was, but it was it was some audio that didn't make the cut. But thank you, Anna Navarro, for doing that. Um, I'll, I, I won't call you Republics if you don't call us the Democrat <laughs> Party. Republics. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Or Republic C word. <laughs> no, I won't say that. I used to say that. I won't lie. I won't lie. It's it wasn't a proud time in my. my I'm 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 big enough to apologize. Um, but uh, but yeah. So but this goes this goes along the lines of you know. Uh, so we call ourselves pro-choice, and I, this is something that I don't know if we can ever change the framing on this. Mm -hmm. I'm a liberal. I'm, I'm like too. you. I like to be called a liberal. Um, and I say that I'm pro-choice. Yeah. When, to be quite honest with you, I am pro-life. Yeah. I'm, I'm for the life of the woman who is making a decision on where her life should go regarding whether or not she should have an abortion. 
They're not pro-life. They're not pro-life. They're pro-fetus. Yes. I mean, and it's one of those things where I wish somehow liberals could take that term away from them. Because we are pro-life. We are for the life of the mother, and we are for the life of the baby if the Mm -hmm. mother chooses to take it to term and give birth. Yeah. Well, I, I like that too. I mean, so this is a could be an ongoing conversation about how we we reframe these arguments and use some of their tactics against them. Um, but you know, I mean, and again, and we'll talk about this later uh, as well. But the things that Mueller got from this, I mean, tell me if you're going to see anybody on our side go up against Trump in a debate. Tell me. They're not going to mention all the indictments that we already have from the Mueller investigation. I mean, all they have to do is say, look who he surrounds himself with. You know, his lifelong, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, an attorney, he said, was, you know, as good as, you know, uh, you know, almost family was, a you know, a long term criminal in prison. His campaign manager, the man that ran his first campaign in prison. You know, just keep going down the line. So, you know, I mean, it, it the, the Mueller gave us, uh, and I won't say Mueller gave us a lot. I mean, we got, we have a lot now. We have so much more, and Trump is doing no favors for himself with the fights he's picking. The only man who got in the ring with a dead man and got a TKO first round. <laughs> You know, but uh, but anyway, uh, we'll talk about the McCain stuff later. But I want to get to th- this next um, um, one. And this one, I want to dedicate to Laura Ingram. You know, shut up and dribble uh, thing. Uh, because what is what is uh, Laura Ingram? She's an opinion, you know, Trump fluffer, just like Sean Hannity. You know, they're just famous for the sake of being famous and saying nice things about another famous person. So where do they get the fucking right as an opinion journal, not even journalist, an opinion person to tell anybody, you know, how they, you know, other celebrities, how they should act or behave. Well, I heard that she also dated George Conway. Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Well, I want to play, I want to play this from Orson Welles because this, this is uh, what he said again, nearly 60 years ago, 1960. This is what Orson Welles said about uh, being a celebrity and standing behind uh, uh, political opinions or politicians. Do you think that an artist should ally himself to a political party or leader? Doesn't it in some way stultify his, his function as an artist? Maybe it does. I think he, a, a human being and a citizen should. And I believe my own allegiance is stronger to the idea of citizenship and my own loyalty is greater to the idea of myself as a member of the human family than it is to a, uh, as a member of any profession. I don't take art as seriously as politics. Amen. 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 One of the greatest artists of our time, one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, arguably maybe the best filmmaker of all time, for what he accomplished with Citizen Kane at the age of 25. And and also, I'd like to say, and Glenn Beck, fuck you for trying to act like you were the next Orson Welles for a, a year or two there. You dumb piece of shit. 
<laughs> he would have hated I, I totally, your guts. I totally missed that. Oh, Glenn Beck? Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was saying he was Citizen Kane. Uh, Citizen Kane. When did he, what, did he say he was Orson Welles? He was obsessing about Orson Welles and saying that he wanted to be basically like the next Orson Welles, and uh, it, it, it was it pissed me off so royally because, you know, Orson Welles would have hated his guts. And and Glenn Beck did come out with a movie, The Christmas Sweater, so I can totally see the comparisons. <laughs> yeah, and then he was going to do like the hardcore uh, Rambo Santa Claus movie that never panned out. Oh no, I don't. Uh, uh, I think that was called Citizen Lame. So, um, I I really appreciated what he said there, though. It, it's very important. I want to make a bumper out of that. I want to make a bumper. I want to make a bumper out of that. Yeah, I, I, t- that real, that one hit me like right in all the feels. Yeah, it's I beautiful. I love painting. Yeah, but I can't paint in a bubble. And if you go back through history, and you pay attention to artists like Frida Kahlo, who, granted, she was a member of the Communist Party, but still. Her and her husband Diego, they that was that was their first passion, and and the same with with Picasso. And there's so many other artists. Keith Haring, for Christ's sakes, was a mm-hmm. was an activist. He was an AIDS oh, yeah. activist. Yeah, we have a Keith Haring shower curtain. You know, without without having some kind of social, I don't want to say social justice, but. You can call it politics, you can call it civil activism, you can call it whatever you want, but you can't, to me, you can't be a, a great artist without mm-hmm. feeling the pull of humanity and having that pull of humanity take you where you want to be in creating your art. And Citizen Kane is a perfect example of that. Well, I that was that beautiful. That was beautifully said, Ray, and I appreciate that. The pull of humanity, that's... Uh... That's very cool. Very good. So, uh, anyway, we got to go to the break. Uh, but, yeah, I just need to read this. Well, Joe, why aren't you getting some bed rest? You're supposed to, he, he says uh, Glenn Beck is the ne- was the next Orson Bean. And then, Bobber, you said, more like... Oops. Um, more like the next Mr. Bean. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, on that note, we definitely have to go to the break. Um, and uh, let's... Um, <clears throat> oh... Uh, I'm gonna play uh, some Hairwolf. Uh, yeah, let me see. There, where it is? It. Hey, where is it? Here it is. I think this is the right version. I hope it is. Uh, if not, no, that is not the right version. That is like half the length. What? <laughs> uh, as you can see, I didn't uh, have time to queue up songs because my fucking computer needed to update. Um, but anyway, we're going to go to the break right now. Listen to Truth Destroyed by Hairwolf. Um, and, uh, I, I do have one more Orson Welles clip, but I, I don't think it's relevant to what we're talking about. But I really think that those, those three points, you know, th- those points are very important. You know, we got to remember how to fight again because the course of human ch- history could change with one simple election, like the election mm-hmm. in Wisconsin that Orson Welles didn't run in. And we're all human beings. And if, Trump cultists don't like it when celebrities speak up and use their platform against them. Fuck off. We have every right. So, uh, not saying I'm famous. Um, mildly. <laughs> I'm gently famous. 
<laughs> anyway, I'm just kidding. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this with the, me and the power duo from DC, Rain and Bob. <laughs> Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax. I, I'm not, I, got, I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio.
I could kiss you in the mouth. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan. I am Miles Lagan. We both are co-hosts of Mike Check Radio, along with host Adam Heber. I'm a little bit D&D. I'm a little bit Star Wars. Together with Adam, we cover politics and most things in the nerd universe. Join us on Saturdays from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern here on Ending Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I'm worse. it's showtime. It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining me as always on the program, the one and only Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hello. Hello. And, of course, your uh, bobber half, the one and only Der Braumeister. Hello, Bob. <laughs> howdy, howdy. Uh, yeah, Hello, so. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome back to the program, everybody. I'm having an interesting conversation with Sandy in the chat room because she brought up the... Uh, 
the the tweet earlier from uh, Giuliani. Um, she said, by the way, Giuliani is saying that people should get their uh, their news from conspiracy nut Dan uh, Bingo Bongo Bango um, uh, about what the Mueller report means, so they will all be completely misin- misinformed. And uh, yeah, I, I tweeted uh, Giuliani earlier today when I saw that with the the picture, oh, well, the GIF of uh, <laughs> Nosferatu coming up from the the bottom of the ship in the from the movie. And I just put, he's back. <laughs> uh, uh, it got a lot of likes. It got, what's that? Good. No, that's great. I, I gave you a like. Oh, you did? Yeah. You tweeted today. I really felt like, yeah, something's going to happen. Yeah. But I wasn't no. sure if it was the report or not, but. Yeah. Talk to, listen to Dan Bingle, Bangle, Bongle. Um, you know, but I've gotten a lot. <laughs> Didn't Trump say that? Bing, bang, bong. Bing, bing, bong, and bing, bing, boom, and that. Oh, 45 likes uh, on my uh, response to the ghoul. Uh, That's nice. I don't get a lot of, you know. um, (laughs) uh, But yes, uh, I guess the, uh, yes, Dan, uh, what is his name? Um, Bing, bing, bong, and that. There we go. (laughs) Bingo, bango, bongo. Uh, So anyway, uh, welcome back to the show. Um, I just want to say, Francie messaged me. Make mm-hmm. this quick. She's having a hard time getting into the chat room. Oh, dear. I suggested that she rebooted. I don't know what's going on with that, but she asked me to pass it on. She's listening to the okay. show. All right. Yeah. She's, so cool. Or you know, and uh, I don't know. Maybe, possibly, she might have the old link or something. Uh, maybe if you want to share, you know, send I'll her. I'll share it with her. I thought I saw yeah. her in in our chat earlier. Oh, but, there she okay. is. There she is. She just waved. Oh, Hi, yay. Francie. So she's doing it on the phone. So oh. Maybe something with their computer. I don't know. Well, yeah, that could be. Well, it's difficult sometimes with the phone. Um, but anywho, uh, welcome back, everybody. Joe Santorsa is feeling much better, and it turns out his company, uh, uh, he doesn't have to entertain company uh, uh, at the moment. So he's going to jump in in the next hour with us. So, yay, uh, uh, yay Joe. Um but I want to I want to get to some more audio here because I have a fair amount, and um, I, I want to start with uh, with Trump's disgusting remarks in Ohio, Lima, Lima, Ohio. I don't I think it's Lima. I know there's North Lima, close to where I grew up, but I think it's Lima, Ohio, where the tank factory is, and he went and gave a little fucking rally. Uh, you know, uh, thing and decided to, you know, uh, and here's the problem, uh, is apparently somebody, uh, I, this, all right, no, I'm not even going to say it right now, but Trump in Lima, Ohio, um, who apparently Lima, Ohio, everybody, they, they're, they've got a, uh, uh, Noah's Ark exhibit coming up too. So you can go look at the tank factory and a Noah's Ark exhibit. Nothing says America like that. Don't miss <laughs> With God's America. Yeah. Well, no, that the tank is or the, the Noah's tank is <laughs> Noah's tank. Yeah. That's my that's my next band right there, Noah's Tank. So uh not to be confused with Noah's Taint. Um but <laughs> I mean after walking in the desert for forty years. Ooh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. 
Well, he aired it out that a hedgehog. He did air it out that one time in front of his kids, and then they giggled because he was naked, and then he beat them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it went. Didn't it, he got drunk and got all naked, and then his kids laughed at him, and then he like he beat the shit out of him or something. I don't know. The Bible's messed up. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but uh, but again, tanks in Noah's Ark in Lima, Ohio. Don't mess around with God's America. <laughs> anyway, um, Trump in Lima, Ohio, attacking uh, John McCain once again. A lot of people are asking because they love me. They asking. Oh my God. Oh my God! Just right out of the gates, right there. Oh my God! He said a lot of people are asking because they love me. No, no. What? I think that's it. What? His supporters don't even love him. Oh, no, they do. His 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 uh, cultists love him. Uh, but what but, they love is is the caricature image of him. Yes. Oh, they love the the idea. They love the, the they, idea they lo- of somebody the, like that. The idea of him, I literally saw, I, 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 th- I don't know if I mentioned it on Tuesday or not, but some asshole over in the hive of scum and villainy. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum Said and when villainy. Trump was on TV, he was everybody's brother. And I've seen people say that before, like he's a family member. Oh man, he's like my big brother I never had. Oh my God, that's the big brother you want? Oh, yeah. Somebody should oh ask his God. dead brother or maybe his nephew about that. Yeah, maybe so. But anyway, because you so. remember he canceled the insurance policy of of his dead brother's son. Oh my God. So anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah. So it's a tr- so people keep asking because they love me. Please love me. Uh, <laughs> uh, that that. I got to be a weird impersonation there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, at least it didn't slip into Skeletor territory, I don't think. But uh, yeah, here we go. Trump in Lima, Ohio. A lot of people are asking because they love me. They asked me about a man named John McCain. And if you want that to tell you about shit or not, yes? Note, he said. Do you want me to tell you about how I feel about John McCain? And apparently, the audience, a few people, you know, a few, uh, a couple dozen. There's nothing wrong with it. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Uh, they're in the tank factory. They're like, thank you, yes, we would like to hear. Uh, sorry, I'll buzz myself for that. Uh, but yeah, so, so they want, should I tell you? Do you want to hear? Please love me. <laughs> uh. So I have to be honest, I've never liked them much. Hasn't been for me. I've really probably never will. But there are certain reasons for it, and I'll tell you. Uh, and I do this to save a little time with the press later on. John McCain received the, uh, a fake and phony dossier. Do you hear about the dossier? It was paid for by crooked Hillary Clinton, right? No. And John McCain got it. He got it. And what did he do? Didn't call me. He turned it over to the FBI, hoping to put me in jeopardy. 
And uh, that's not the nicest thing to do. You know, when those people say, because I'm a very loyal person. John McCain campaigned for years to repeal and replace Obamacare. For years. In Arizona. Great state. I love the people of Arizona. But he campaigned for years for repeal and replace. So did Rob. So did a lot of senators. When he finally had the chance to do it, he voted against repeal and replace. He voted against at 2 o'clock in the morning. Remember, thumbs down. We said, what the hell happened? I endorsed him at his request. And I gave him the kind of funeral that he wanted. Bullshit. Which, as president, I had to Bullshit. Bullshit. I don't care about this. I didn't get thank you. That's okay. We sent him on the way, but I wasn't a fan of John McCain. So now what we could say is, now we're all set. I don't think I have to answer that question, but the press keeps, what do you think of McCain? What do you think? Not my kind of guy, but some people like him, and I think that's great. The press isn't asking you, what do you think of McCain? The press is asking you why you're such a shithead about a guy who's been dead for seven month, months and won't let his family grieve. That's why people, what people are asking you about is why are you an indecent piece of shit scumbag? That's what they're asking. They're like, why can't you let it go? Not what do you think? Why can't you let it go? That's exactly what people are asking. So, I love that. He played it off like he was doing a service. So, the press wants to know, so I'll save him a little time. I'm, I'm, I was so pissed about this when he said that. You know, so we, we gave him the funeral. I gave, I gave him the funeral. I didn't have to. Which was a lie. It is yeah. a lie. I mean, I wrote about this uh, on Thursday. He didn't give him the funeral that he wanted. The, his family did. The McCain family did. He the National he, Cathedral provided the service the family wanted. Yep. Congress gave him the space for the public to mourn him. Yeah, the only thing Trump, Trump did, the only thing Trump did was not lower the flags to half-mast when everybody expected him to, and they only did it after pressure, and then they put him right back up immediately after his funeral. Yeah. So that's the only thing that Trump had control over, and he was a dick about it. Yes, he was a dick about it. You know, I mean, oh, does, well, no, does no, he think don't that put the, Because it's called the National Cathedral, he's in charge of that church? No, he, yeah, I mean, what a fucking cheap-ass liar. I mean, he's not even trying to do good lies anymore. Not like he ever did. I mean, you know, it's, this one's just so, like, immediately disproven. So, so that brings what us to you, Fox News. Go ahead. What were you going to say, Bob? Oh well, the, the church came out and, and said, "No, no, he uh, he didn't have to do anything. To, we we were in charge of, you know, the funeral. Sorry." Yeah, that's <laughs> no. right. The National yeah. Cathedral said the only time we need to consult with the um, <clears throat> the executive office if it's if it's regarding um, the death of uh, a former president. Oh yeah, yeah. So they that's right. They I gave, remember that. They gave Trump shade. They were like, "No." Yeah. The, the, the official statement was <laughs> douche. Yeah. No, yeah. I shouldn't even douche call them douche. Douches have a purpose. They do. Not cold ones, though. Douche chill. Uh, <laughs> so, let, let me get to this. Um, uh, because this is an important piece of audio from today. Um, 
Maria Bartiromo, oh god, she she's unfortunately making the rounds in the news, but to her credit, uh, you know, Fox Business News, she's she's been in the tank, she's been a Trump cultist for a while. She's been in the tank for Trump. And not the tank that he was talking from in Lima, Ohio, either. Um, so <laughs> Tro- I think Trojan Rabbit says, Where's he talking from? His toilet? Uh, <laughs> is he talking from his fucking toilet? No, no, it was it was in a tank factory, um, and it, but and uh, maybe next time he goes, he can talk right into the barrel of one of those tanks. Maybe he can go swimming in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We should get him one of those uh, one of those uh, tanks that uh, Alex Jones has seen. Uh, <laughs> you know the uh, uh, oh man, seriously. Uh, yeah, because Alex Jones saw those tanks full of critters. They got humanoids crossed with fish and stuff. Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Sorry, I hate that song. Um, Maria Bartiromo uh, asks Trump, not what do you think about John McCain? Because that's what he said, In as you recall. He volunteered the information, you know, got a little shout out, you know, from the audience. Do you want to hear about this? Yeah, I do. There again, a couple dozen people were like, "Yeah, tell us about that fucking asshole who sacrificed everything for America." You know, mm, yeah, t- uh, he sucks. Nah. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, he's dead, and I hate his guts. Um, you know, so so go go ahead and you know, uh, he says, "Oh, you keep asking me what I think about John McCain." No, we're asking why you're such an asshole about McCain. That's all. And then, what the fuck, man? This clip. This is one of the best clips I've ever gotten from Fox News. I don't know if any of our listeners have heard this or not, but this is mind-blowing shit. The self-awareness going on here. I mean, if you can't get along with state-run media... You might be in trouble in 2020. Listen to this. We would have had great health care. But Mr. President, he's dead. He can't punch back. I know uh, you punch back, but he's dead. I don't talk about it. People ask me the question. I didn't bring this up. You just brought it up. No, no, no. Well, you talked about it this week. You asked me the question. When I went out yesterday to the scrum, they asked me the question. When they asked me the question, I answered the question. But you people bring it up. I don't bring it up. No, you literally just did in Lima. You asked the audience if the, if they wanted to hear you, about what you thought about John McCain. A few of them, you know, clucked, you know, loyalists clucked at you. Yeah, of course we want to hear about how much we hate John McCain. Okay. Cock-a-doodle-doo. This is, um, this is what he is saying is not based in reality at all. At all. At all. It, Honestly. It, the levels of dishonesty and in, in, in fantasy here just in flight as the clip goes by not a fan he was horrible what he did with repeal and replace it was what he did to the republican party and to the nation and to sick people that could have had great health care no, like was not good. so i'm not a fan of john mccain and that's fine do you feel a responsibility as president to bring the nation together i, mean, I do i do and i, I think do. i am in a certain way bringing it together i can tell Lies. you that a big portion of this nation is united like it's never been united before you look at our economy you look at jobs you look at african-american the lowest in the history of our country unemployment numbers the best numbers they've ever had 
that. But that's what I'm saying. Hispanic, you look at Asian, you look at women, the best in 65 years, best numbers in 65 years. I think I am bringing it together. I think I'm bringing it together. Now, I'm talking about John McCain. I just said, you brought up a question, Maria. I didn't bring it up. I didn't mention John McCain until you asked me a question about John McCain. Now, I could say I have no comment, but that's not me. Wait. You shouldn't have brought it up. Actually, I thought you weren't supposed to bring it up, but that's okay. Whoa! Fake, fake news. It, it, it's it not is. fake news. You just told me why you have an issue with him. I, it's it's, I it's have real a very, news. a very serious issue. He handed something to the FBI on me. He knew it was a fake. He handed it to the FBI. That's an issue. And now we're going to get the... and replace of Obamacare. Mm-hmm. He campaigned for years. That's an issue. But I didn't bring it up, Marie. You did. For the record, there were no conditions or stipulations agreed to ahead of that interview. Yeah, I had to put that tack that little thing on there. Uh, I, we we kind of all were gasping over another important part about this, so I'm going to try and forward the clip while we talk for a minute here. Um, but uh, wow, you weren't supposed to bring it up. Well, Mediaite, I believe, or uh, or somebody, I think it was Mediaite, reached out to the White House. No, or the, no, they reached out to Maria Bartiromo, uh and her producers and uh, said that, they, yes, indeed, the White House did try to get uh, them, them to not mention John McCain. And they said no preconditions on the interview. Uh, they didn't agree to that. And apparently nobody told Trump. They just were hoping that she wouldn't. And that's why he lost his little fucking pea brain. But you know what? Quite honestly, he would have brought that up anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. For certain. For certain. I mean, he brought it up the day before in Lima. He he started it on Twitter earlier in the week. He would have brought it up. Yeah. Uh, let me let me play the very end of the clip. Uh, you guys be quiet for a second because there's a really important thing that he, he threw in here. Um, and I'm going to hit play and then turn it up here. I think I am bringing it together. I think I'm bringing it together. Not much. by talking about John McCain. I just said you brought up a question, Maria. I didn't bring it up. I didn't mention John McCain until you asked me a question about John McCain. Now, I could say I have no comment, but that's not me. But you shouldn't have brought it up. Actually, I thought you weren't supposed to bring it up, but that's okay. You know, let fake, me, fake news. No. Everyone. Right there. Fake news. Oh, my God. He just called you weren't supposed to bring it up, but you know what? Fake news. Trump just confirmed with Fox Business News, Maria Bartiromo, who, again, who has been very, very friendly to Trump in many interviews, and Kellyanne Conway and a bunch of other people, he just said to her, he lied and said, you brought it up where he brought it up because the clip, as you might remember, started off with him talking about his grievances about John McCain. That's why I couldn't find the one that was longer. But if you listen, we would have had great health care. Why was he talking about we would? Why would we have had great health care because of John McCain? And then she's like, "Why do you have to keep trashing him?" So I'd like to see the context. But he's like, "No, I never bring it up. Everybody else brings it up. They brought it up at the scrum. Who brought it up at the rally?" That's what people are talking yeah. about. Who brought it up well, at the yeah, rally? I mean, at, at one of the at the scrum or the pool, the scrum. I hate the word weird. scrum. But it was I, I think it was a reporter from MSNBC who, and it was the same reporter earlier in the week who asked the same question, Mister President. Isn't it beneath the dignity of the office of the President of the United States of America to speak ill of a dead war hero? 
He was asked that question at mm -hmm. least twice to my knowledge this Not week. what do you think and, about John McCain? Yeah. Right. And twice he ignored the question. I saw a video somewhere where he just, he literally, his hand just waved it off and he pointed to another reporter. He mm -hmm. knows what he's doing. Well, interesting stuff here. Oh, oh we're going to have to go to break. It's 8 o'clock. But yeah, so what? what's really amazing there is that is confirmation you Trump cultists should take note. Because what happened there is when Trump was asked a question that he was hoping a friendly news outlet would not ask, he dismissed it as fake news, a question he didn't like. It's not fake news. He talked about it in Lima, Ohio, unprompted, unscripted. He is, John McCain has come back from the grave and is living rent-free in the tiny little pea brain of Donald John Trump. So, and Megan McCain, I do, no, actually Megan McCain said her dad would think this is hilarious that he, he can't let it go. And, and I don't doubt her for a second. I don't doubt her for a second. I would think it was hilarious if, if I was in the brain of somebody that I, you know, thought was uh, unworthy of, of the office uh, or, yeah, you know, or spoke about me that way. He's in Donald well, that's the thing. That's the thing. That, that's the thing. <laughs> uh, you know, he's, you know, you size of the confines doesn't matter in the spirit world from what I understand. It's like the TARDIS. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, um, we got to go to the break because uh, Joe's going to join us uh, a, a, in the next hour and for the rest of the program. And uh, since he's feeling better and does not have the obligations he had earlier. So we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night, the weekend edition, right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Don't mess around with God's America. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. 
lives aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! You can do it. We can do it. Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the weekend edition, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And hey, I think uh, Mr. Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, Electric City is here. You're right. Well, how you feeling, buddy? Well, <clears throat> I slept all afternoon. Okay. I woke up to some horrible nightmare, and then I went back to sleep. Now I feel better. Yeah? Yeah. What was the nightmare you woke up to? Uh, it was a terrible night. I dreamt that we elected Donald Trump president. Oh, wow. Yeah, it couldn't be. Should, should we tell him? No, no. Uh, tell, tell, uh, tell me why. Let's, let's get him to the Emerald Castle. No, we, we have a different president. His name is... Tim Apple. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I like Tim uh, Apple. Uh, or maybe it was Tim. We appreciate it very much, Tim. Cookie, 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 cookie. No, I'll stop it. Uh, <laughs> Could I say, I say one thing? I did, I did wake up to find beautiful paintings by one Rain Koch. That's right. What an artist. What a beautiful artist. Thank you. Yeah, yes. I, I love your painting you're working on. That that was all one painting, all details from one painting, right? Yes. Oh, okay. It's great. How big okay. is the? How big is the? Oh, and rain for Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C., uh, the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble. Uh, how, oh, what size uh, canvas? Or, or, or are you using wood for that, or canvas? No, that's paper. Oh, paper! Oh my goodness, that's acrylic. That's acrylic painting on paper. That's probably about uh, thirty-six by twenty. It's probably about three feet by two feet. Oh wow! Now, do you just have it laying down on a table as you paint it, or do you have it pinned up on like an easel? No, that's an easel. It's on nice. an easel. Nice. I love it. It's great. It's, so you know, I, I here's the thing. I, I know I've said to to you guys privately when we were in when we were in Virginia. Um, I did. I just didn't have a really good space to paint yeah and i didn't paint for a good number of years while we were there mm -hmm. and it wasn't you know i wanted to but it just it just didn't feel right and i've got an art studio and i gotta tell you having it there i want to say this i'm gonna have a we're gonna have a love letter Bob, oh yeah i love you so much <laughs> i do because i have an art studio again and um I can go out there in the afternoons, and even if I am listening to the news, or if I decide to put on music, um, I I have an outlet to kind of decompress, mm -hmm. and That's it important. makes a big difference. So thank you so much for the compliments, guys. You're oh, very welcome. Anytime. And you know I, I was just wondering about mm -hmm. the guy that's in the painting that doesn't seem to be. I don't even know if it's a guy. It's me. Oh, that's you? Oh, I it's thought it me. Might, I um, thought it might be, be me. No, 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 it's not you, Joe. No, <laughs> okay. no, Joe, I'm not going to paint you. No. Oh, no, so, it's me, and I'll, oh, um, when, when the painting's done, I'll show you the other um, three pieces in this series. Oh, okay. Because so, the, the person nice. was kind of amorphous. Well, yeah, yes. not, not fleshed out yet. Right. Um, yeah, it, but the, the character in the painting is amorphous. And it will oh, remain okay. amorphous. Oh, well, there you go. And I'm sort of amorphous, so, you know. 
Well, uh, just a quick update for everybody. Uh, of course, Bobber from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Uh, welcome back to the show, Der Braumeister. Hello, Bob. I uh, can't resist playing that every time. It's uh, it's catchy. <clears throat> it is. It's catchy. I, I, it's got a beat. I can dance to it. Uh, <laughs> Bob in the mornings now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course, a quick update. My other computer's updating now. The one I was in the chat room on. So sorry, guys. It all uh, I won't be able to see anything in the chat room for the next couple minutes. Uh, this one seems to be rebooting a little faster than this hunk of shit I'm on right now. Um, so <laughs> sorry, Hewlett Packard. Um, uh, HP hunk of poo. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get back into the audio um, because, uh, again, Maria Bartiromo has uh, had her... Uh, uh, mm, well, no, no, no. We're, we're not going to get into that because we, we won't have time because those clips are kind of long. I want to get into a couple other re- reactions from, uh, from Fox News. Uh, listen to this. Um, John Roberts, uh, th- th- this covers a, a, a little bit. Uh, th- it's a longer clip. But uh, listen listen to this clip from John Roberts. And I, I forget, it might be Bill Hemmer or something. But John Roberts, of course, the White House correspondent for Fox News. Continues defending his criticism of late Senator John McCain. Yeah, and, and, and just to give you a little bit of the history on this again, uh, the president got a bee in his bonnet over the weekend of a recently <laughs> released court nice document that show it. an associate of John McCain's, former associate of John McCain's, David Kramer, was responsible in late 2016 for shopping around that steel dossier to several media outlets uh, in and around the Washington area. The president ripped McCain in a tweet that was sent at 4.46 in the afternoon on Saturday, and then again Sunday morning, and then brought it up again out of the blue at that tank plant in Lima, Ohio, uh, severely criticizing John McCain in all three instances, but insisting to Fox Business Channel's uh, Maria Bartiromo yesterday that he was only responding to reporters' questions about it, and he also chided Maria for bringing it up at all. Listen here. I didn't bring it up. I didn't mention John McCain until you asked me a question about John McCain. Now, I could say I have no comment, but that's not me. But you shouldn't have brought it up. Actually, I thought you weren't supposed to bring it up, but that's okay. You know, Let fake, me, fake news every no, once in a while. It, it's not fake news. You just told me why you have an issue with him. I, it's, it's, I it's have real a, very, a very serious issue. He handed something to the FBI on yeah. me. He knew it was a fake. <laughs> he handed it to the FBI. That's an issue. And now we're going to get the... Repeal in replace of Obamacare. Mm. He campaigned for years. That's an issue. But I didn't bring it up, Marie. You did. You heard there in the interview the president saying you were not supposed to bring it up, I thought. Maria Bartiromo insists that there were no preconditions put on that interview and that she did not have any kind of an agreement to not bring up anything uh, with the president. Now, it is true that the president was asked about this. Uh, He responded to a question that was asked on Tuesday in the Oval Office when he was there with the Brazilian uh, president, uh, Jair Bolsonaro, the president saying that he was never a fan of John McCain, uh, nor would uh, he likely ever be. But it was the president. John, who initially brought this up Saturday afternoon after the uh, new revelations that were contained in that uh, court document about the uh, uh, the deposition from David Kramer. Keeps your beat interesting, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it's never a dull moment. <laughs> President not happy out. with us this morning either. He glared at me like I've never seen him glare at me before. Whoa. <laughs> we'll have to get to the bottom of that. Oh, he- uh, uh, you, you, you're going to have to get to the bottom of that, are you, Bill Hammer? 
Oh, we're going to have to get to the bottom of that. He glared at that reporter the way he glares at NBC reporters and Jim Acosta. Yeah. Welcome to the fucking club. If you do journalism, Trump will hate you. Exactly. He gave him a good glaring. Wow. Good glare. (laughs) Could I make a correction there? Sure. Just something that he said that he keeps saying that McCain voted against repeal and replace skinny no he didn't skinny. there was never a vote on repeal and replace. thank you joe just want to make that clear that, that never was a parliament that was like the pre-vote right no what happened was they couldn't get the votes for repeal and replace they didn't have them they didn't they, they didn't never... have anything to replace it either but right. go ahead, i'm yeah. sorry and they and they never actually had a vote on it what what mccain voted against was something they called skinny repeal yeah which was, oh. a, remember that? Remember mm-hmm. that term? I do. I thought, this was, I thought this was a procedural vote before it went to the floor. Over. Well, you're half right, because what happened was, is that, that he, he objected, John McCain objected to the proceed that they didn't follow regular order right. in getting there to begin with. So on the principle of not following regular order, and since nobody really wanted this skinny repeal, because they couldn't get repeal and replace, he voted no. Yes. But there was never a vote on repeal and replace, and there never was a replacement health plan. So that's a whole fucking lie. I just wanted to make that clear. That's- no, I'm glad you did. I, I See, this is where Joe is so much better at articulating than me. But he's right, because I remember that it was he didn't vote on There was no repeal and replace. It never got that far. No. Yeah, it was. A, it's just another Trump lie. You know, and to Fox News's credit, they actually reported on that earlier today that it was uh, in in of all places that god awful show outnumbered. Um, and I don't have the exact. I don't think the audio is in here of that. But um, listen to this: another Fox contributor. Uh, I've never heard of her before. I think she's typically on Fox Business News. But this is Dagan McDowell with Juan Williams about what Trump said. Uh, about McCain um, at the at the rally, unprompted. The Washington Post reporting on the president's strategy and going after McCain, quoting a GOP operative who worked with Trump's team, who says, "quote A significant number of voters in this country have seen politicians that lie to them, make promises, are disingenuous, who are basically not themselves. They aren't real. When the president does things like this, he is real. There's a currency for that." While many GOP senators have not weighed in on this, some have spoken out to say they're not happy with Mr. Trump's approach. Juan, I'm going to go to you first on this, but I will say this. I said it yesterday on the Fox Business Network. Silence is accepting the unacceptable when it comes from anybody. And I will sit here and say this attack on Senator McCain, given the fact he's dead, and his family, who is in mourning, is petty and it's mean and it's appalling. Well, you know, the, so the question is, are there people who feel differently than you do, Dagan, who see this as was described in that piece as authentic and genuine or see John McCain, even in death, as still a representative of establishment Republican politics and President Trump as the disruptor who would go again? I just think it's uncalled for. And what we've seen from his daughter, uh, both Megan, who's known to our audience and Bridget, who might not be known, 
is to just say, hey, you know what, uh, even if you don't like John McCain, act with some decency, we're still grieving. I, I, know, but the, I, I know the whole discussion about the dossier and oh, the, his aide that came out last week. I know all of that. So people can tweet that at me. But this is coming from somebody whose mother is battling cancer. And if somebody in my hometown pulled this, this nonsense after a loved one died, I would be basically... I, I would be stabbing their tires every night to make sure that they couldn't even get wow. out of the driveway. Wow. Okay, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. Damn, sister. I like you. <laughs> uh, she's got Who is that talking? Dagan, uh, Dagan McDowell. Dagan McDowell. So, uh, with Juan Williams on Outnumbered. But I would be stabbing, and when she, well, I was listening to it earlier, I would be stabbing, and I'm thinking, in the face, you know, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, they're tires, so I think she might have changed it, because usually, you know, she threatened to slash people's tires if they talk shit about her mom, that's, that's honestly, I can appreciate, um, but yeah, oh, oh, well, Trump supporters find it authentic when they talk when when Trump is evil about a dead guy. You know, uh, I mean, oh, oh, it's authentic. Well, you know what else is authentic that Trump cultists love? I'm particularly glad that these lovely children are here today to hear that speech. Not only was it authentic frontier gibberish, it expressed a courage little seen in this day and age. Yeah. I mean, they're a parody. They're the fucking morons from Blazing Saddles. They're the moron townspeople from Blazing Saddles. They're like, oh, not only was it authentic frontier gibberish, it expressed a courage. A courage to talk shit about somebody who's dead. <laughs> you know, Trump is so courageous and honest. He couldn't say any of that shit to, you know, McCain's face while he was alive, but he can go out and say it in a rally, you know. Do you think he ever had the fucking nutsack to go up to McCain when he was alive and say, you know, I like people who didn't get captured. Of course he didn't. Another point of correction here. He keeps saying that he handed the dossier over to the FBI in order to embarrass him before the election. No. That, again, never happened. Thank you. Well, the FBI okay. had the dossier. No, well, he before McCain, he was before McCain's people. He, no, he was given the dossier along with whoever else. He was a member of the Intel Committee of the uh, yeah. uh, right <clears throat> in the Senate, either the Intel Committee or the uh, I think it was the Intel Committee. He had an obligation. To turn that over to the FBI. Yeah. It was his yeah. only that was my understanding. obligation. If that happened to you, you mm -hmm. would have to turn it over to the FBI. Yeah, Certainly a member he would have been complicit in a exactly. in the conspiracy. He was he was in, in in receipt of potentially you know, treasonous information and he had an obligation to turn it over to the, to the FBI. Yeah. As a counterintelligence thing. Second thing that is a lie is that he didn't do it to embarrass him before the election because he didn't hand it to him until December. And mm -hmm. the election and not, was over. Yeah, and not just that, but he handed it over 
not because he was obligated to Trump. He was obligated to serve the country. He was obligated to serve the country he was elected to protect. John McCain did what he was supposed to do. He was in receipt of counterintelligence information that was potentially damaging to the United States. And as every American citizen, including Kenny Pick, Joe Santorsa, Rain Koch, you know, Bobber, if you got this information or if you had information, I said Bobber. Pickle Simer, if you want to be uh, fully accurate. Whatever happened, uh, you would be obligated to turn that over to the FBI. You are correct. Yes, regardless regardless of whether or not the FBI already had a copy of this dossier. A- absolutely. And, he did and, the and, right thing. And, and what, what Trump all, it, it does what he always does. He confuses allegiance to the, the, to the United States of America and the Constitution to allegiance to himself. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're he exactly also confuses right. something called doing the right thing. And I'm not kidding about this. Oh no, not, you're you're I, right because the only right the, the only right thing for Trump is what benefits him or his ego. Yes, you're on I mean, if Trump, right. if Trump had gotten a dossier about, and now I'm speaking in you know fiction, but if Trump sure. had gotten a dossier like Steele's about Hillary Clinton, he would not have turned it over to the FBI. No, he would have sold it to the highest bidder. Yes, he would have. That's, That's exactly, exactly what it. he would have done because he's a criminal. He's a fucking criminal. So he doesn't um, have a loyalty to the country. No, he doesn't. Period. So, um, yeah, we're gonna. I think we're just gonna have to go to break now because uh, I have some audio from Kazir Khan on this matter that I want to play, but we won't have time to to play it at the moment. Um, but if anybody else. Break. If anybody else has anything else to add to this before we go to the break, please do. Uh, Bobber, you got anything I, you want I, to add? No, not really. Uh, he's a, he's a he's a fucking asshole, and he always will be. Always has been. Always will be. Yeah, yeah. Nothing new about this at all. Yeah, but apparently no, Trump no, cultists surprising. Trump cultists uh, think it's a fucking virtue. His sleaze yep. is a virtue. Uh, go ahead, Rain. You had one more thing to say before break. Yeah, it's something it it got lost in it got lost in the news, but um 2 days ago, Johnny Isaacson, Republican senator from Georgia, went onto the Senate floor and um he said it's dis- deplorable what he said. Trump. Oh, I heard that. Um that's what I called it from the floor of the Senate. This is what he told the Georgia radio station. It will be deplorable 7 months from now if he says it again. And I know that's probably not going far enough. But um, Bob lived in Georgia for a really long time. Uh We both lived in Georgia with Johnny Isaacson. I'm glad he said it. Well, let's look at let's look at it this way too. And then we we got to go to the break. But um, if anybody thinks Trump is ever going to in office, if anybody thinks Trump is ever going to apologize for this, just remember all the other things he's apologized for. Because he hasn't well, apologized yeah. for anything. No, he gave that I, one vague. He gave that. Yeah, I know. I, what I'm uh, to what you are saying is, I'm saying all of these things that people are saying on the Senate floor or the House floor or or wherever they're saying it, 
or even if they're saying it on Twitter, like uh, the the one Republican who didn't bother tagging Trump in the tweet. Um, oh, you know, it, at least it's on record. It, it's all on record. And yeah, guess what? True. All those things can be used in campaign ads to use against Trump. He's never going to apologize for it. He's quadrupled down on it, as um, I think uh, Brooke Baldwin said the other day. He quadrupled down. She was shocked when she when she played that audio. Shepard Smith's reaction was like, "Oh my God, what the fuck!" You know, his real time reaction. I mean, the, the reactions from people. This is all on the record. So I got to say, Trump could have taken if Trump never would have brought up John McCain this week. This could have been one of his biggest weeks in a long fucking time with no more indictments from the Mueller investigation, but he fucking blew it. He just gave us all even more campaign ads. So thank you for that, Trump. Um, but anyway, because um, I mean, think they write themselves, you know, if he can't even show allegiance to someone in his own party who sacrificed for this country, how can you guarantee he has allegiance to you? You know, yeah, th they write themselves. You know, a member of his own party, prisoner of war, held in Vietnam for so many years, and he says this about him. What do you think he thinks about you? Uh, so anyway, uh, we're going to the break. Uh, Green news report coming up when we come back. Uh, well, I know we have one very special birthday. Um, I saw on Facebook earlier. Um, uh, she's not listening tonight, but she's a member of the Indie Media Weekly family. And uh, we're going to go ahead and run to the break. Green News Report, name calling. Uh, we'll take a couple phone calls. And then we'll get back into the audio in hour three. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this with me, Joe, Rain, and Bob. Oh, no, it's no. Damn it, I did it the wrong way. With me, Ro Rain, Joe, and, and Bob. Yeah. Friends, here's some exciting news. Everybody, I know you can believe in yourself. You believe in yourself? You will know how to... Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Thanks up, everybody! It's Thursday, March 21, 2019. Fifteen states are under watches and warnings as floodwaters rush downstream. Staggering economic losses from extreme weather and historic floods in the upper Midwest. Most of the threats from climate change are 50 to 75 years out. Trump EPA Chief Wheeler pushes more dangerous delay on climate change. We are running out of runway to be able to fix this problem. While 2020 Democratic presidential candidates push climate change solutions. Plus... Federal judge blocks oil and gas drilling in Wyoming in Holy Grail ruling. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. I think it'd be great to have someone who believes in science and gravity in the White House. I think that would be great. Dreamer, this is your Green News Report. Soak up the sun. 
Okay, Desi Doyen, big news out of a, uh, a federal court concerning oil and gas drilling in Wyoming, but maybe even more states? Yes, this could be a very big deal. A federal judge this week temporarily halted oil and gas drilling on nearly 500 square miles in Wyoming, ruling that the Trump Bureau of Land Management violated federal law in failing to account for climate change impacts when selling oil and gas leases. He ruled that the government must consider climate change impacts more broadly when it leases huge swaths of public land for drilling. The judge ordered the BLM to redo a full environmental analysis. But the ruling could have major implications for the fight to stop the expansion of oil and gas drilling on public lands. Jeremy Nichols of Wild Earth Guardians, one of the plaintiffs in the case, said, quote, this is the holy grail ruling we've been after that calls into question the legality of oil and gas leasing that is happening everywhere. So basically the judge is saying that the government must take into account the cumulative effect of burning all of this oil and gas that is being pulled out of the ground rather than just the immediate environmental effect of opening up a drilling site? Exactly. That is a big deal. In Texas, firefighters finally extinguished that massive fire at a petrochemical storage facility near Houston. The cause of the fire is still unknown. Company officials had reassured skeptical residents that the giant plume of toxic chemical smoke across the region was not hazardous to people's health. But on Thursday morning, Deer Park City officials issued a shelter-in-place order after elevated levels of extremely toxic benzene were detected. Yeah, but the company says there's nothing to worry about, so I'm just going to go with that, Des. Meanwhile, in the record flooding in the upper Midwest, the staggering economic impacts are starting to come into focus. While it will take time for climate scientists to do an attribution study to determine the exact fingerprint of global warming on this particular flood event, preliminary estimates indicate that the economic losses to farmers and ranchers in Nebraska alone could top $1 billion and it's not over yet. New snow melt and spring rains could create additional flooding in weeks ahead, putting pressure on already compromised levees. So keep that in mind when you hear that the Trump Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Andrew Wheeler this week dismissed climate change, saying that unsafe drinking water around the world is a much bigger global threat. That's a, that's a crisis that I think we can solve. Most of the threats from climate change are 50 to 75 years out. Oh, so why worry? <laughs> well, the EPA's own recent national climate assessment states outright that, quote, the impacts of climate change are already being felt in communities across the the country. Wow, someone ought to tell Andrew Wheeler, the head of the Environmental Protection Agency. But Democrats have proposed mobilizing the nation to address climate change now through the Green New Deal resolution, the only plan put forth by anyone in politics so far that is commensurate with the speed and scope that scientists say is necessary to deal with the climate impacts that are already here today and the worse impacts that are projected for coming decades. In a CNN town hall this week, Democratic Senator and 2020 presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts slammed the Trump administration 
administration's climate science denial as dangerous to the nation. We need to be thinking about infrastructure in terms of hardening our infrastructure against the climate change that's coming our way and in terms of building green energy infrastructure. Warren's urgency was underscored by South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg, also a 2020 Democratic presidential hopeful on Fox News. We have got to do this. This this timetable isn't being set in Congress. It's being set by reality. It's being set by science. And it's going to hit those deadlines are going to hit in our climate with or without us. And so we have to act. What the Green New Deal gets right is it recognizes there's also a lot of economic opportunity in this. Retrofitting buildings means a huge amount of jobs for the building trades in this country. I view that as a good thing. Oh, Mayor Pete, a timetable set by reality. That is so 2015. (laughs) For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Reality used to be a friend of mine. Reality used to be a friend of mine. Maybe why it's a question that's on your mind. But reality used to be a friend of mine. Reality used to be a friend of mine. Reality used to be a friend of mine. This is Andy Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier in a $20 hole. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. What a mistake of a maker. Yeah, that's right. Donald Trump made a huge, tiny mistake uh, going after John McCain the way he did. And I thank him for that because he's so stupid, he just doesn't even know any better. It's a miracle. That's a miracle. I mean, just think of the plethora of campaign ads we're going to see in uh, the lead up to 2020. It's going to be magical. Uh, So anyway, um, let's go ahead and uh, get back into things. Uh, Joe Santorsis, Grant, Pennsylvania. Thank you for for joining us. I'm glad you're feeling a little better, pal. Welcome back. Yeah, my my nose is uh, <clears throat> just half running now. Oh, okay, so <laughs> uh, right side or left side? It's mostly the right side. No, oh, I don't course. know why that is. Well, I, I think uh, the the Trump has something to do with it. It's the rightest nostril. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. great the left is being <laughs> the left is being uh calm and cool there you go and it's the right that's wild yeah it's the right that's out of control and right. uh and of course uh bobber uh der braumeister for freedom's blog uh welcome back to the show and hello bob there you go wakey huh. wakey how's it yeah. going uh, you know, I can't really complain that much. If I did, nobody'd listen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> didn't have to become a dad to know dad jokes. Uh, so, <laughs> and of course, last but not least, uh, Rain, our girl Friday. Are you ready to tell us who's in the chat room with us uh, this evening, Rain? 
I most certainly am. All right, here we go. Love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's rain from fourfreedomsblog.com. Excellent. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You want to mess around? Here comes the rain again. The greatest source of energy known to womankind. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. All right. There we go. Okay. So I'm trying to remember some of the names of people who have left the room. Oh, no. Bear with me, everybody. Right now we got Adam Hebert. We got Barbara. We got Jay Colley. We got Kat. We got Kenny Pick. Livin. We got Marnus. My snot brother. Oh, thank you. Just aloe. Aloe and lotion. Aloe, aloe. Carmax. Carmax. Is that aloe? Is that aloe? No, that's snot. Oh, see. If you think it's butter, <laughs> it's not. But anyway, I hope I hope your your skin. Anyway, I don't want to talk about your skin. Anyway, we got we got Joe in there. We got Meow Goodness. We got Michelle in South Florida. We got Moon Mayor President, myself, Sandy and Derwood, Theo, Trojan Rabbit. I know earlier we had Francie. We had Heather. Um, we had Miles. And, um, yeah, Miles, Miles and Michelle. I can't, I, I think I'm forgetting some other people that were in the room. I don't know. But, um. I don't know. Anyway, I, I can understand why there's not a tremendous amount of people in the room. It's a big news night. It is. Oh, some might say it's coming here. too much. It's too much. Is Francie still there? Here's the thing. No, Francie left. Oh. Francie, I, Francie has been trying to um, be in the chat room from her phone. Yeah, that's tough. So, it is tough. But um, this is where you come for the right punditry. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. And sometimes you can get it twice if Susan has the TV really loud in the other room like she does now. <laughs> I can't oh. hear it. <laughs> and I hear... That we do have a very special birthday. Very, very special. For our sister from another show. Yes. The one and only Jen Lee, everybody. Who we are so glad uh, to have as part of our network. And we're so glad she made a magnificent, triumphant recovery over the last year. And um, she is just uh, somebody we could not do without. So Janet, uh, this this is your uh, wait yeah where, where no am I on the right sh- no I'm not on the right page this is your birthday bonus this is your birthday song it doesn't last too long hey hey your birthday song it doesn't last too long hey hey thank you thank you all dear friends. And also for you, Janet, for your birthday, I'd like to extend an invitation. Would you like to come inside for a cupcake and a glass of wine? There you go. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And also, I, I think we should start trying to get some phone calls in early because I know it's a big day. You can call in and talk about anything you want. I'll, I'll give everybody at least a couple minutes, but just know if there's other people on the line, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push you along. Uh, the number to call is 330-536-1466. An idea that uh, Joe, I bounced off Joe and Rain the other day was um, 
what is your dream 2020 campaign ad? Give us your ideas. Let's put them together. And honest to God, I'm thinking about making just general anti-Trump campaign ads to put on Indie Media Weekly to run in the lead up to the election. And then maybe even just pitch them to different candidates that we like and say, you know, so we'll keep them clean, but let's really do what we do because I have the audio clips. Let's piece together a story and try and sell them, you know, sell them to people. If not sell them, give them to people. I don't care. I don't care about making money off of it. Here's the thing, Joe. Off the top of my head, I think you should put ads together. I don't think... And this is just my opinion. I don't think any of the candidates that we have right now are going to go that route, but there are packs out there. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, where, I'm, where I'm coming groups from. out there that, you know. Well, they could just steal my them. ideas. They could steal my ideas. I don't care. Um, just, you know, I, I, I'm, again, it's more about country and less about, you know, what I do. Although, if yeah, I hear, no, an, I if I hear an ad that sounds that. like I influence it, I'll be like, Hat tip me, <laughs> so but yeah, well, you, not, or you could just do it. We can't yeah. we create our own pack. Um, yeah, I mean we can just you yeah. know I'm not, I'm not gonna take money, uh, you know. Um, Stephen no. Colbert did it. I I don't I, I'm not gonna. I mean the most money I'll take is what we get on Patreon. You know, which which I have to write off in taxes as is income. Uh, but no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even entertain the idea of starting a pack. I'm not Colbert. I'm not John Oliver. Uh, but but real quick, let me say the number again. The number to call three three zero five three six fourteen sixty six or three three zero Ken. The number one goo. Call in. Uh, and uh oh, looks like we got our first call of the evening right now. And this is either Michelle or Miles. I'm betting it's Michelle. Am I right? Yes, it is. Yay, I was right. Hi. Hey. hey, guys. What's up, sister? I really don't have much to talk about other than just to say I love y'all. We love you, too. I want every- we love you, yeah, too. I want everybody to keep strong because I am really, like, losing it <laughs> right now. So. Why? I'm I'm scared. Well... Why? I can I can understand Why? your fear. I can understand your fear with you know the the potential of uh, I'm assuming I don't want to speak for you, but is it because you're, you're afraid that potentially Trump could be reelected? No, no, not no? that Trump can be reelected. It's just that his form of uh, of enabling has emboldened way too many people. Yeah, and I have so many friends. And so many people that I love that are going to be affected by this. And it makes me cry. Uh, yeah, I, I, I get that. Um, but, you know, it, I'll just say, it, I'm not going to say don't cry, but I'm going to say that, you know, the stronger you are for people that that he might affect, the stronger you'll make them, you know? Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm trying. I, 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 I'm a white woman. What power that has, it's a little bit more than some people do. Yeah. But it scares the hell out of me that the people I love are going to be hurt. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you know, f- for, you know, the people of color in my family, uh, for the women in my family, for, you know, uh, my LGBTQ brothers and sisters, 
for my, you know, not just brothers and sisters, but niece and nephew. You know, I mean, this is, um, you know, uh, because, I, and I don't know if I, I told anybody, but uh, my, I believe my my niece um, is she's she's wants to transition to my nephew. Um, so you know, there's a lot of of scary stuff out there that it is really gonna affect a lot of people and 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 you're right i mean yeah you you know you have a certain amount of privilege and power uh for being a white woman but the it's unfortunate that so it's not it's but it's unfortunate that the people with the most power who are people like me uh just societal me joe bob you know it's it's unfortunate that so many people out there so many men white straight men out there have allied themselves with this pathetic, disgusting husk of a, of, you know, excuse of a human being. And, you know, but, but at the same time, all these guys that are, that are, uh, you know, lapping up Trump's diarrhea of hate, uh, (laughs) sorry, um, are the same ones. I posted a picture, uh, a little picture on South park from the, you know, the, um, it's, you know, Mr. Mackey with the, the sexual harassment guy or whatever, or no, the, the child, uh, you know, you know, show me on the doll guy, but it's yeah. show us on, show us on the doll where the scary Ocasio-Cortez lady touched you on your fragile manhood. You know, uh, we have people living rent free in their heads right now that aren't even running in 2020. So they're scared. They're as 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 afraid as we are for our you know more vulnerable the you know uh, people that you know in our families and friends and our in our lives in general who could be affected by uh, another uh, you know just or the continuing onslaught of Trump whether he's reelected or not um, you know they as scared as we are with empathy. These people are terrified for themselves and they have nothing to lose. They don't, I mean, they're not, I should, I'm saying it wrong. They don't, they won't lose a thing. You know, they, they, they they have shitty jobs and then they blame, you know, immigrants for taking them, you know, or people of color or women, you know, it's nonsense. Go ahead. Here's something I think is important, and Ken, I appreciate the fact that, you know, you said that you, you know, Joe and Bob don't have anything to lose, and Michelle and I are white women, and um, we, we're we still privileged. Yeah. yeah. We're still privileged, and we have something to lose, but... You do. Every time, every time I get really, really fucking nervous about... You know, things like what happened in New Zealand and about white supremacy. And, you know, we have barely talked about that. Um, I realize I'm not a white man, but I'm still a white woman. And I'm going to use my privilege. And I'm going to be brave. I'm going to be brave for the people who need somebody to be brave for them. Because once they find out somebody like us is brave for them then they're going to be brave for other people. And it's going to do, it's that whole thing where it's like a, what is it, a, a rising tide? Rising tide and lifts all s- boats. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm That's what I'm thinking, and that's what I really hope and believe. Like, 
we all got to we all got to like grab on to somebody above us. And it's usually white men. Thank you, my white male allies. And I mean that. God's on it. I mean that seriously. Well, hey, we're easy to grab oh, onto. We have, a, we have a handle. Just kidding. <laughs> but I do mean that seriously. You know, thank you for the guys who will take uh, my hand. Well, and it's it, it's then it's I can more grab somebody else's hand, and this is how we get rid of privilege and get everybody up to the same footing. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, and it's it's just about being honest, you know. Uh, and I'm just speaking for for straight white male in general, you know. And and all all three of us on the show, we're honest, you know. We're 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 not going to lie about it. We have privilege, and um, you know, I mean, it's not. I don't want to, you know, be like. I keep thinking of the white savior thing from Seth Meyers. Um, I don't want to be that. I, I just want to. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I don't. You know, but I, you know, it comes to mind because I just watched it. But I, I want it to be. It, I want everybody. It sucks to me that we. I want everybody to be equals in my life. You know, if, if you're a woman or you're a person of color or you're LGBTQ, it's like, I don't talk to anybody differently. You know, I don't talk to, you know, the, uh, I mean, I've, I've had issues with people at work speaking to me like, you know, I've had like three instances in work. I had somebody say something racist to me about African-Americans. I had somebody say something transphobic to me. Um... It, uh, you know, in front of a room full of people. And I was like, are you fucking out of your mind? Because I'm going straight to HR about this. And then uh, I had somebody uh, talk to me, a, a, a woman speak to me inappropriately. And I said something to her boss. I was like, she needs to maybe dial it down and not ask me out for a drink, knowing that I'm married, <laughs> you know? I, I mean, so, so there, you know, if people treat me differently... Uh, or or treat me, you know, in in a or, or treat others differently around me, and, and act like I'm part of some kind of secret little hate club. I'm telling, <laughs> you know, because that ain't me. That ain't me. You know, I mean, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to derail it and and go go that route, but you know that that's what it needs okay. to be. We need to level level the playing field any way we can. My, my problem is we're all part of the human race. Yeah. It doesn't matter what our sexuality is. Well, except is, for Alex Jones. He's a lizard our, person. Well, yeah, that's true. No, no. What our sexuality is, what our skin tone is, it doesn't matter. We're human. We are all part of the human race. And if you start trying to dissect that and make that your group, you're losing out. I'm sorry. I really, well, really am. I can I can I jump in on that? I well, yeah, but I w I just do want to argue that we're not all human because you know. Uh, um, <laughs> oh shit! I played a backwards <laughs> clip. Uh, <laughs> that was wildly appropriate. Uh, Actually, that sounded better than his forward. Well, yeah, no, yeah. I'm sorry. Here it is. Here it is. I got humanoids crossed with fish and stuff. Humanoids crossed with fish and stuff. So now they're. Humanoids, not quite human. Yeah, no. no Double humanoided. Because he's a douchebag. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's this is true. Uh, but anyway, go okay, ahead. Uh, 
I, I agree. I mean, obviously, we're all part of the human race. Yeah. And if you go down to the very core of who we are, yes, we are all equal. But because of institutions in the way our society, especially, I'm just going to speak on behalf of the United States of America, we're not all treated equally. And that's because of institutionalized issues that we have. And I think that um, it's important for us to treat, I don't want to say treat, because treat means that we have to, like, look at this. Yeah. We have to start recognizing people as your as neighbor, human. your friend. Yeah. But as human. Period. Yes. Yeah, we yeah, just need to be human, be I, human to I, other I think, humans. But yeah. I, I, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is that we can't do that when we have things like, you know, um, we have a really unjust prison system. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's institutional. Uh, that's but that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Upon us. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, we can but get. That can't be us. Do we do we let the institutions define us? So far, we have. I I won't let that. No. Well. I mean, do, you under, do you do you understand the, the I'm talking uh, about I think I think bigger, we're confusing I think we're confusing microcosm and macrocosm. So Michelle yeah. is not going to let yeah. that define her, but unfortunately yeah. it defines us as a society. But and right. I think that's what I'm I think that's where I come from 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 a really bigger place. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I do completely agree with Michelle what what Michelle is talking about. I really do. Yeah. But you know the the bigger the bigger society doesn't agree with us. No, but well, we have to we, we have to stop what the bigger society is telling us. We have to go with our hearts. Mm-hmm. Go with what is right. Uh, one word, one word, empathy. Um, and yep. we'll hear uh, from Kazir Khan in uh, the next segment, speaking with Anderson Cooper about this a little bit. But what what really is important. Um, is is that e word empathy, which was mocked yeah. by Republicans uh, in the last go around uh, um, with uh, with Bush? Uh, you know, there there were there there were these they were demonizing the word empathy, and yeah. it, and it's like and it goes to that macrocosm versus the microcosm. Is in your microcosm if you don't have empathy for your neighbor or. Uh, you know, somebody less fortunate or, um, you know, uh, uh, someone with, uh, you know, an ailment, uh, or, or, or a loss in their life, uh, whether it's, you know, financial or personal, you know, family, whatever. If you can't empathize with that on a small scale, then it, it spreads out to the macrocosm in your callous yeah. to everybody except yourself. And I talked about this earlier is that Trump Trump supporters really truly only care about themselves and that's why they look up to Trump and they say, "Oh no, he does care about us." But what they 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 say is us is is again, they're they're putting they're they're recognizing Trump's microcosm and applying it to their own. You know, and then they say ugly things about immigrants or people of color or women or LGBTQ, uh, you know, uh, or, or, or anybody or, you know, the, the whole Democrats are communists, you know, this whole just ugly bullshit, you know, and it, 
if they only realize what liberalism and socialism did for this country, uh, you know, if that was all stripped away, oh, welcome back to buckle shoes and Puritans. So, <laughs> but they'd have to read history then. It's not going to happen. What is this reading you speak of? Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh, Michelle, thank you for calling. Great call. Excellent call. Thank you. Um, but yeah, you are, you are one of the kindest people I know. I will tell you that right now. And, and you you are absolutely one of the kindest people I know. And I don't want you to ever forget that. And don't let anybody ever tell you otherwise, but you're absolutely, you have the biggest heart and that's why it's so easily wounded because it's an easy target. Yeah, I know. So, I love you all. No, uh, we we love you back, and I'm looking love forward to too. talking some nerd shiznit with you tomorrow on the pro on uh, oh, Mike Jack Radio. So uh, nerd shit, I need it. Yeah, it, it's gonna happen. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we'll 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 talk to you soon. Any, any uh, uh, Bob or Joe, anything you want to throw in there uh, before we we let uh, Michelle go? No, just hang in there, Michelle. We have a huh? uh, big election coming up next year. Thank Keep you. focused. Thank you. Yeah, keep uh, keep your head up. We we got you got a lot of friends. Yeah, I want some more of your beer, Bob. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna have some in June. Come and get so. a beer. <laughs> All right. Good night, Michelle. I'll talk to Good you tomorrow. Night. Oh, I think she already let herself out the door. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> uh, thanks. Great call, Michelle. Uh, no more calls tonight, obviously. But um, we're going to go ahead and uh, run to the break. And uh, no, that was really touching. That was really touching talking to Michelle. I appreciate that. And, you know, it, it, and I get I get all scatterbrained when, when I start talking about stuff like this. Because I try and maintain, you know, knowing how privileged I am, I try to be as positive as I can about as many things. And I'm not, not saying anybody here or whatever is negative. I'm just saying that that's... In the face of adversity, I try to do my damnedest. After 2016, because I learned a big fucking lesson in 2016, everybody. I think a lot of us did. But I learned a big lesson is you got to take good, good news where you can find it, and you got to set your expectations low. Because there's a lot of greedy, fucking horrible assholes in this country. And we got to do everything we can to make this place better. And... um and uh yeah because if we don't do it nobody's gonna do it for us so right but but yeah you're right joe you great take the good fight take coming up bad and take, take both and there you have the fa- oh, hold on hold on we got chris lavoy i know i'm saying hold on i got chris lavoy saying that from years ago uh on the show he said that he said this on my show Years ago. Take the good, you take the bad. You know, take them both and there you have the facts of life. Thank you, Chris LaVoy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you had that. Oh, yeah. That was the one and only time I had him on the show. Uh, and <laughs> and he fucking literally said. Take the good, you take the bad. You know, take them both and there you have the facts of life. <sighs> you slick bastard. Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> and his dad's name is Ken. Ken and Barbie are his parents. Uh, yes. True story. No. Yeah, yeah. His parents are Ken and Barbie. Um, so, anyway, uh, break time. 
And just remember, before we get a break, take the good, you take the bad. You know, take them both, and there you have the facts of life. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna facts not stop life. playing that for the last the hour. Facts of life. <laughs> All right, we'll be right. We'll be. Yes, I do too. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Um, so, toot toot tootie goodbye. <laughs> we'll be right back with more turn up the night right after this. Turn up the night with anything. Something's going to happen. Remember where you are. You know what happens on this program. The people who are careful what they say. What's going to happen? Something wonderful. starts in three minutes. in two minutes. starts in one minute.
on with the show. Take the good, you take the bad, you know, take them both and there you have the facts of life. Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, where... Take the good, you take the bad, you know, take them both, and there you have the facts of life. With Chris Lavoie. Uh, so, uh, okay. And also, Radio for Humans. As our last call with uh, Michelle pointed out, that's exactly where we're going with this network. Radio for Humans, for people who have empathy, for people who care about their brethren, their sisterhood. For all of us as a global family, like Orson Welles said, in uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, any profession shouldn't be superseded by the fact that we're all human beings and we all have to coexist. And, um, and for those that want to know about the Orson Welles reference, yeah, please make sure that you listen to the first segment of this show. Well, you know, I'm 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 not opposed to actually playing that second one right now while Joe is on before we it, because it actually will 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 pair well with what we have coming up. But welcome back, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C. Hello, hi, and of course uh, your bobber have Bob Rouse Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C. The Braumeister. Well, 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 said Baby Jessica while having a nightmare. Oops. Uh, so <laughs> oh well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, sorry, I navigated navigated away from. Hello, Bob. So I just grabbed whatever I had <laughs> handy. Um, Hello, and, Bob. I am baby <laughs> Jessica in the well. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> and Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city owner operator, the clown car garage, also heard on the Tim Coromel show. And speaking of which, Tim Coromel just showed up in the chat a little, a uh, few minutes ago. Hi, Tim. Yes. <clears throat> so. Hello, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think I, I probably know what, uh, Tim's, uh, response was to that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so all right let's go ahead and um actually yeah let's let's re replay that um uh you know uh, here's a big fuck you uh from si almost 60 years ago from uh orson wells to people like um uh laura ingram who say you know shut up and dribble uh to or or celebrities you know shut up and act shut up and sing whatever uh orson wells ha has had a great response in 1960 about that do you think that an artist should ally himself to a political party or leader doesn't it in some way stultify his his function as an artist maybe it does i think he, a, a human being and a citizen should and i believe my own allegiance 
is stronger to the idea of citizenship and my own loyalty is greater to the idea of myself as a member of the human family than it is to a, uh, as a member of any profession. I don't take art as seriously as politics. The human family. That's the word I was forgetting. I, I kept the human family is so much more powerful than the human race to me. Um, the human family, because that again, that's microcosm versus macrocosm. Human family, if you can look at everybody on planet Earth as your family, instead of, oh, well, you know, they're just, you know, the the canine race, you know, just a bunch of dogs. You know, uh, I mean, the human family, that that to me is, that's a very profound statement. So, um, mm, God bless is. you, Orson Welles. I love that man. And, you know, he, he, he despised fame and notoriety. He really did. He, he didn't fucking care. Uh, you know, what was funny is, is um, there, there's a story out there. Uh, Billy Crystal uh, saw Orson Welles somewhere. And Billy, and, and he was with a bunch of people or eating or something, you know, and, and Orson Welles literally had like zero fucks to give about anything. He would, you know, his doctor, you know, he, he got as big as a house and his doctor's like, you need to stop ordering four steaks at a meal. And, um, you know, unless you have three other people with you and then he'd go to a restaurant and he'd like have three other people sit down and he'd order the food and then tell them to leave. So, <laughs> you know, uh, or, or, you know, but Billy Crystal had a story about how he went up and, uh, met Orson Welles, uh, one time and, and, you know, and he's like, oh, you know, oh, hi, Mr. Wells. I'm such a big fan. And he's like, fuck off. <laughs> or no, go fuck yourself. <laughs> what's the, what's the one he said? You know, if somebody came up to lavish praise on him, he would just go, you just say, go fuck yourself to him. <laughs> so, so he really didn't care about the fame part, which is really kind of awesome. You know, it's like, I think if you probably came up to him and said, you know, uh, you know, would you want to talk about politics or something like that? Or, you know, I'll come up with a more clever way to say it. Or just engage him in a conversation in a natural way instead of with fawning praise. He probably wouldn't say that to you. But, you know, I don't know. He was an interesting dude. And Glenn Beck, he would have hated you, hated you so much. Um, but um, let's get to something serious here the, the, uh, about empathy. Wait, wait. Huh? Glenn Beck's recent picture looks like he's auditioning for the newest Kentucky Fried Chicken Colonel. Yeah, that's what commercial. you were saying the other day. I uh, somebody said that. Somebody said that on the show the other day, uh, and I think I don't know. It, it you could were, be me. It could be me because uh, I yeah. can believe it. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think I played now with our famous hot gravy. Yeah. So <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, no, he does, you know, but RoboCop's the new Colonel. So fuck you Beck. <laughs> oh, wow. Have you seen the RoboCop KFC commercial? It makes me want to eat KFC, but then I remember what KFC tastes like and I go, nah, no, um, no, no. no. no, no. Then I switched the to no, no cat. Yeah. No, 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 Popeye's has better sides. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, let's listen to Anderson Cooper with Kazir Khan and uh, his experiences with John McCain. Of course, Kazir Khan, uh, father of uh, uh, Army Captain, uh, late Army Captain uh, Humayun Khan. I, I'm not sure how to say his name. Almost looks like human. 
See, we're talking about the human family here. Uh, Humayun mm-hmm. Khan. Um, uh, the last book that Kazir Khan sent his late son, who died in, in Iraq in, in 2004. Think about that. 2015 years ago, his son died. Um, sacrificed his life for We've this been country. been at war there for 18 years. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but the first book Kazir Khan sent, or the last book, I'm sorry, he sent his son before he passed away, a month before he, he passed away, was a, a book by John McCain. Listen to this. I wish to pay tribute to all our veterans and their families, men and women serving in uniform and their families, and to McCain family for their valor, for their sacrifice, and of course, Senator McCain. Mm. He was... You knew him. Of course, of course, we had known him for years. I used to, after Captain Himayun Khan passed, we decided that we will present the gift of the book that Himayun read last. And that book was Senator McCain's book that I sent to Why him. Courage Why Courage Matters. Why Courage Matters. So you actually sent Senator McCain's book to your son? A month before he dies. And uh, the secondary title of that book was A Way to Braver Life. Mm. And I asked him the last conversation I had. I said, I sent you Senator McCain's book. Have you read it? He said, yes, I have read it. It's a wonderful book. Others are reading it in my camp. Mm. And uh, so we decided after he passed that this would be the book that we would give it to the commissioning cadets of the U.S. Army Mm. that were joining the United States Army. And we decided that how wonderful it would be if Senator McCain would be kind enough to inscribe the book. Mm. So I took about 20 copies because there were 20 cadets that were swearing in Mm -hmm. in the Army. And he said, why don't you next time bring their names so I could inscribe Mm. personal note to them. Next year, I took the list of the cadets Mm -hmm. and he sat I sat across the table from him individually Mm -hmm. each and every cadet received a personal Mm -hmm. note from him and that went on for years many years for years really that was wow yeah years he personalized the first time he did it he said why don't you bring me their names and I'll write them all a note and personalize it for them whether you disagreed with john mccain on policy or his stance on you know uh, you know especially foreign policy because a lot of people called him a warmonger i was one of them um Me too. and and uh, you know just like a, a lot of neocons um but i stood up for mccain many times uh when when bush in his in carl rove were smearing him for his adopted daughter uh, you know, uh, who wasn't white, God forbid. Oh, my God. Do you, you know remember? that his daughter actually spoke out on Twitter? Oh, uh, yeah. What's her name? Do you remember what her name I is? I don't remember her name because she's she's really private. Yeah. Oh, but she, she did? Uh, do, do you know what she yes, said? Yes, she did. She, um, I don't know her name. Um, and it was, um, it was a retweet. But... She said, you know, Mr. Trump, can you please leave our family alone? It's been seven months. We're still in mourning. Yeah. 
this is this she in particular is a woman who stays out of the spotlight. Well, and her name I, is her name is Bridget. Bridget, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. <coughs> well, and I can't blame her for wanting to stay at it. I can't. I can't yeah, blame she was her adopted. for. This is I, I can't. Freaking... Yeah, I can't blame her for wanting to be private after the way um, she was treated by fellow Republicans. Yeah, by Bush and um, oh, Turd Blossom. Yeah, mm. Carl Rove. Carl Rove. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, trying to make it out like, oh, John McCain has an illegitimate black baby. Yeah, and thank you, Adam and Heather, for posting. It was Bridget, but um, uh, with the delay, I think Joe beat you to it. But, uh, but thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, we it's an unfair advantage. Um, but uh, but yeah, the fact that you know this woman who who does, I mean, she's she's not in the public limelight. No. The fact that she had to come out to 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 tell Trump stop it. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to live our lives. Well, he is such a bad person. He really is. We're trying to mourn, and, and, and this is seven, seven months. months. Seven months, just over yeah. half a year. Hmm. So I mean, um, Italian families—they wore black for two years. Yeah. Really. <laughs> really. I'm serious. I'm serious. I know. I know. I know that, but serious, it's true. Though. Uh, not just Italian families either, you know. Um, well, we were especially dramatic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand. But uh, let me play the the second clip from Kazir Khan. Unless Bobber, did you want to uh, jump in there? I don't have anything to say about that, about that clip in particular. Okay. Well, this is the one. This is the one where you know empathy. Remember that word, empathy. Does it make any sense to you? why he would be doing this well some things are not teachable empathy feeling the pain that the other person may be feeling cannot be taught some of us unfortunately are uneducable and i wish somebody i know he has lots of good people around him too at not least really. somebody yeah. should uh, pick up really. that book why courage matter a way to braver life and in easy English, read it to him. Maybe he will learn. Not only he is president, we are focusing too much on president. He's commander-in-chief mm. of the United States Armed Forces. Commander-in-chief is obligated to take care of his soldiers, to take care of the men and women that have served, that are serving. He ought to have some compassion. And that is what is disappointing, that he has compassion. He has good words to say about Putin, our adversary. He has good words to say about Kim Jong-un. Yet, he disrespects our hero. He dis- disrespects Senator McCain and his family. What a mad moment of shame for us to have such a commander-in-chief. Amen! Mm. Amen! Mm. I mean, the... Uh, that's something that nobody ever says. Yes, he is a horrible, grotesque human being that should never represent the country. But when when you're referred to as the commander-in-chief, that's not about being the president of the United States. That's about being the guy who informs the military. 
leads the military, sets yeah. the tone for where the military is supposed yeah, to go. Yeah, sets, the, to- sets the tone. Sets the tone. Thank you. That's supposed to perform. Sets the tone. That's a better when I when I said inform that that's what I was going for. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, it's it, it it's mind numbing. It's absolutely mind numbing that this is where this is where we are with with this freak. We're in a bad place. A, a horrible place. So, um, Joe, do you have any thoughts on? Um, on Mr. Khan's uh, uh, analysis of Trump, the the lack of empathy and the negligence uh, as being commander in chief. It's funny, uh, Mr. Khan's wife doesn't get to talk. Oof! Oh yeah, dark. Oh, uh, yeah, Joey. yeah. That was well. That's what you know. Yeah, he, that uh, was one of the disgusting things that Trump said. Disgusting. Yes. Uh, you know this this man, and that was has... at the State of the Union. Mm-hmm. No, that wasn't at the State no. of the Union. That was during the campaign. It was uh, during one of the debates, I think. Oh, okay. or or at a campaign rally. It was at a oh, rally. I'm sorry. Or I'm sorry. Because but, he but spoke at the matter. DNC. He spoke at the DNC, and then Trump mocked yeah, but, his his wife for saying, "Oh, she's not allowed to speak." Well, he 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 implied right. that sorry. she was religiously. Bound from, from speaking. speaking, yeah. Like so. he cares. Well, he didn't care. It's just that's how disgusting this man is. That's how yeah. disgusting he is. Are we surprised he's attacking a dead man? Are we surprised at any of this? Um. I, I mean, no. there's nothing. There's nothing. Honestly, he I'm not do surprised. Surprise and there's nothing he could do. That would make the Republican Party turn against him. This is Nothing. very, very Jane's addiction right now. Nothing shocking. That's yeah, the name of the first. You know what? I'm not Jane's surprised that now. he's doing this. What I am surprised is that there aren't more people disgusted with him. And I'm not even talking about his supporters. I'm talking about everybody who are. You know, everybody who's in the middle of the road. Uh, the I unicorns. swear to God, if somebody went after my dead grandmother because she didn't like Japanese people, and my dead grandmother was a German who did not like Japanese people, if they went after her for that, I would come out punching, being like, you don't seem to understand. The history of shit. I know that that kind of came out of. Well, if if I had somebody in my family that was uh, that had grandmother wasn't perfect and John McCain wasn't perfect. If there, but 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 the second, hold on a second though, because if somebody came out against some, if somebody in my family did something that was ugly and racist and came out and attacked them in life and or death, if they attacked them and it was something that I didn't agree with. Or if they attack them over something that society deems as an ugly thing like racism, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't fight that. I would be like, that person brought them on themselves. I can't defend racism, so I can't defend this. Uh, Right. But. 
What John McCain did, what John McCain did is a personal slight. At least it's a perceived personal slight on Trump's part, which we've already said is absolute bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. What McCain did was enter the Constitution when he got counterintelligence information. So he did what he was supposed to do. When he he was asked to vote on, on a skinny repeal that nobody wanted... Mm-hmm. And he he objected throughout the entire process that it was not following regular order and objected to that. And then they're surprised he voted no. Yeah. Because he did what was right in his yeah. conscience. Okay. And, and, and so, what he was obligated um, to do. Go ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, again, we have a president who uh, follows loyalty to himself more than the betterment of this country or mm. what's good for this country. Bob, were you going to say doesn't something? doesn't have any moral compass with regards to the United States of America. No, he has a moral... He has a moral compass. He has a moral... Period! He has a moral magic eight ball, uh, you know, and he basically rattles his head and whatever comes up, you know, behind his beady little eyeballs, he says... Um, he doesn't have a moral compass. No, he's, uh, he doesn't uh, have a compass. No, but Bob, I'm I mean, sorry, I cut you. Morality aside, a compass yeah. is based on science. Yes, it is. A uh, magic eight ball is not really. But Bob, you were going to say uh, what <laughs> well, were you going to say? To go back, actually, to go back to what, what he was saying, you know, he has. There was a couple things that kind of I, I thought were little digs that, I, or maybe they weren't even meant to be digs, but I thought they were kind of interesting comments he said well he's got a lot of good people around him obviously it's not not the case so i don't know if he was being sarcastic or he was just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt well honest Um, to god he thought john mccain was a he he really liked john mccain and a lot of people you know said about a lot of different people that trump pulled in who were neocons or old guard republicans and stuff like that that you know they were decent people but uh, honestly i don't know where all those people are now i don't know but yeah you're 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 right uh you know it it could have been a dig but i think he was giving the people around trump the benefit of the doubt the the part that really i think let joe finish let bob finish when it was when he said uh well you know you have somebody read it to him in simple words that was very nice. I would suggest I would suggest playing the audiobook uh, version uh, narrated by John McCain, but then he would probably hire an exorcist because he wouldn't understand where, where where's his voice coming from? Where is it? So uh, but um uh yeah so uh joe you were gonna say something and then we're gonna go to break i was gonna say about john mccain there was a criticism i had about him for many many years um that he, he was given a lot of foreign policy uh credentials simply because he was a prisoner of war Uh huh. now that is not to say that his service and his and what he did as a prisoner of war wasn't brave and in great service to this country. So if you wanted to say something like, okay, we, we honor your service and we and we honor what you, you did and that you didn't leave that prisoner of war camp when you could have because of your fellow prisoners. Mm-hmm. But that 
but my only criticism of of that was always that that didn't mean that he was right on every foreign policy decision. No, absolutely. That he took, no, and he I wasn't. didn't, and I didn't give him uh, give him some some form of expertise because he was a prisoner of war. Oh yeah, I, you know, my uncle was a prisoner of war. Uh, my fr- the first supervisor I had at the unemployment office was in the Bataan Death March. Okay. Oh wow. The, these people um, didn't present themselves as any experts on foreign policy, and they suffered greatly. Okay. So they suffered greatly. So yeah. um, that was my only criticism. What what Trump does is take it a step further and say, no, he just sucks because. I don't like him. He was mean to me. Yeah, and the only reason he says that is that he was mean to me. Yeah, and he didn't do what I I wanted him to do. Yeah. So anyway, just just one other thing. Let's let's not forget what what started this whole McCain thing over the Mm. weekend. Thing that started it was that there was a report on Fox News about the dossier being transferred. Yes. From McCain Uh to the FBI, and that set him off. So this whole bullshit that you asked about it and that I am only responding is bullshit. He saw it on his table and set him off like a rocket. There you go. All right. Well, on that note, well said. Well said, Joe. Uh, We got to go to the break um, because we have Kellyanne Conway and Mad Libs. Somehow we got to squeeze into the last segment of the show. Um, uh, and, uh, we got a, a good song from Bobber coming up. She won't let go. Cause Kellyanne Conway won't let go of working in the white house. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I dusted off my old, uh, John McCain bumper for everybody. Um, and it's dedicated to, to Donald Trump. It's a, it's a classic. You guys will probably remember it when you hear it. Uh, but here we go. We'll be right back with more. Turn up the night. Uh, seriously, where the hell did it go? I am so... There it is. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com
Brady. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Like Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Washington, D.C. twice. And thank you to Chris LaVoy. Take the good, you take the bad. You know, take them both and there you have the facts of life. That clip is like eight years old, I think. (laughs) So uh, welcome back, everybody. Um, So, all right. We are going to get right back into this because we are limited on time. And we have three Mad Libs I want to try and get to. And they're really good topics, too. Joe, you're going to really appreciate the Mad Lib topics for tonight. Um, But, oh, you you should be excited. Kellyanne Conway was speaking to Maria Bartiromo about uh, the feud going on between her husband and uh, Donald Trump. And, oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) I, I mean, I, I just, I can't fucking believe this stuff. Here's clip one. This is, um, uh, she basically refuses to defend uh, her husband, George Conway, over Trump in this whole feud. And you know what? Grievances like this should be aired in private. Unlike Trump, who trashes a dead man at a rally in a tank factory in Lima, Ohio. How you how you feeling about that, Ken? Uh, It's turning me into Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, He did what? (laughs) What do you do? Uh, Yeah, again, you know, uh, uh, Brit Hume uh, essentially wrote Donald Trump's uh, uh, um, uh, what do you call epithet? (laughs) Uh, Epitaph, I should say. Uh, yeah, Britt Hume from Fox News wrote his epitaph earlier. Uh, got in a fight with a dead man and lost. That should be on Trump's headstone when, God willing, he leaves this mortal coil. Uh, it, it, it will happen. It will it, happen. Yeah, sure. You know, could be the rapture. Could be a cheeseburger coursing into his uh, main, main artery, into his heart. 
I know that you're all into could be, the Marvel could be a and the DC universe, but we are all mortal. Yes. And uh, Trump and is not a superhero. Maybe a rapture or a rupture. <laughs> well, the rupture could cause the rapture. Or a rap chart. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, Kellyanne Conway refuses like refuses to ch- uh, 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 you know defend her husband and, and sides with Trump in this interview with Maria Bartiromo and says you shouldn't air grievances like this in public. It should be done in private. Oh, because she's a good Catholic. That's the reason why too, Joe. Uh, so, uh, see if you agree with this. Your husband has been in the spotlight. He's been an outspoken critic of President Trump for a while, in the last year and a half, speaking out against him on Twitter. And the president responded outside of the White House yesterday. Here's what he said. Got to get your reaction to all of this. I don't know him. Uh, he's a whack job. There's no question about it. But I really don't know him. He, uh, I think he's doing a tremendous disservice to a wonderful wife. Kellyanne is a wonderful woman. And I call him Mr. Kellyanne. Your boss calling your husband a whack job. What's going on? Well, my husband also has been very critical of the president publicly, which is unlike him just because he's um, traditionally been a very private person. In 2016, which was known as the year of the tweet, George Conway sent exactly zero tweets. Well, that's because Trump wasn't president then. Continuing. So this is new. And what also is new is not supporting the agenda of the president and my work there, because when George took himself out of contention for a top job in the Department of Justice almost two years ago now, he put out a public statement that many in the media refuse to cover now, which well, is um, that he does. We've decided as a family, it's not the right time for both of us to have big jobs in the federal government, that he'll stay in the oh, private please. sector and that but that he still supports the president the work of the administration and, of course, his, quote, wonderful wife. So I think uh, in their descriptions <laughs> of me, what George Conway said and what Donald Trump said are the same. Uh, oh. I appreciate the president defending what he thinks is unfairness. That I'll leave that up to him. I was raised, though, in a household of strong Italian Catholic women who taught me that you air grievances like that in private. So it is very surprising to see it um, be so public. Joe? <laughs> Well, let me tell you about Italian families. Yes, please. <laughs> um, yeah. If if it came to a fight within the family and someone from the outside got involved, you get a knife in your throat. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of saw that. An outsider saw, like yeah. Trump, mm-hmm. and you try to come in between two of my family, both of those people would put a knife in your throat. Yeah. <laughs> Joe. Okay. Joe, can I jump in here because I yeah, come go. from a strong German family, and we don't we don't get as much credit as Italians do, but we ain't much different. Well, I'm you not know, kidding I, about this. I got a bunch of drunk Irish family members too, <laughs> and Germans. Um, what the hell is she talking about? Not she, she is her husband literally the goddamn bus. She she did she did, so, uh, and and she backed it up. Uh, I I think I need to pull out that audio clip. Um, where is my bus you know, clip? You know what? You know what? Uh, Michael Corleone told his brother: never take sides against the family again. Uh, oh wow! That's I wish I would have had that for tonight, but unfortunately, all I got That's is smart. <laughs> 
Yeah, so. <laughs> but uh, but well, yeah, yeah. He told it to. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's. I just don't have that that clip. But I, I just got to say, Kellyanne, how, you know, uh, George isn't feeling too good right now. Go ahead, go ahead, Rain. Not Italian, is she? Kellyanne, she said she was raised with the Italian. I don't know what her maiden name was. Um, Kellyanne Corleone. No, Kellyanne Kelly Corleone. <laughs> so seriously, I don't think I thought her last name was Patterson. I I don't know. I mean, maybe that maybe it was her mother's side of the family. I have no idea. It could be. It so could be. so is she throwing her husband under the bus or what the? This is this is disgusting, and I say this because. <laughs> wow, sounds like I he backed see. up, ran over again. I'm, oh yeah, Donnie, fat shaming George Conway. He fat shamed him. Oh, I didn't see that. Fat really? Fat shaming? <laughs> yes. You yeah, gotta what? be fucking How? kidding me. Huh? How? He made fun of his appearance. I didn't see that. What 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 did he say? What did I miss? I right, look it up. I'll be back. All right. Well, let me play. Let me play right, the next I clip. I will say this. You know what? If Bob and I have personally lost friends because they tried to come between Bob and I. Oh, same here. Same here. Oh my God! I'm so glad you mentioned that because Susan and I we had. A mutual friend from back at our day, back in our with our our days in Kent. Um, actually, the the girl who, the woman who introduced me and Susan, tried to come between the two of us, and I looked at her and I was like, "Are are are you fucking serious? You're trying to drive a wedge between me and my wife?" And uh, yeah. we were like, "Oh, you're fucking out," and she was gone. She was gone. I, I had a phone conversation with her, and I was like, I cannot believe you are trying to pit me against my wife right now because you don't even fucking know how dumb of a move that was on your part because you're gone. You're out. Bye-bye. So, yeah. so uh, But quickly, how did it happen with you guys? Oh, um, Bob, would you like to give the... Readers die. Give a nut version? cap. Give a nut 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 cap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a nutshell. Sure talking about. I'm talking or, about how we all became friends at Four Freedoms blog. Oh, oh, that. Uh, oh no, no, not that. Because yeah. um, you know we had some friends who were throwing, trying to throw Bob under the bus, and they were like, "Well, you should have known better between me and Bob," and it it was a whole hot mess. But you know what? I, I'd like to see what happens with these two because uh, they're married. At the time, Bob and I were not. Mm-hmm. I don't get what's going on here. Yeah, this I, was about. I would never say the things about Bob if if it were similar situations. Well, listen to the the second clip. Listen to the second clip. I hope that makes sense. No, Does, no, no. That I, make sense? I, yeah, it, absolutely. To me, it makes okay. sense. Uh, in talk you know, about, I'm on. Talk about airing out your laundry in public. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She, you know, but in a nutcap, <laughs> I'm sorry, I came up with a new <laughs> phrase tonight. In a nutcap, not a like nutshell, that. but a, a nutcap. Nut 
It's like you, it's like it's like gentlemen put a little cap on your nut. Uh, <laughs> put a little fedora on your testicle. <laughs> oh my god, that looks adorable. Now I have an inspiration for a new painting. <laughs> and then tomorrow you can paint it and tell and wake up and say, "Hello, Bob." <laughs> and show him the painting. Yeah. All right, here's Kellyanne Conway part d uh with Maria Bartiromo. Um, you know, and oh my God, she brings up feminists here, you know, uh, oh my God, this is so, you know, don't talk about, oh my God, oh, this is so insane. I, 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 I I put this in a nut cap, just so you know, uh, but it's, uh, you know, you know, the press shouldn't talk about family issues, but Trump can. And also, feminists should admire Kellyanne Conway. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, it's insane. I don't talk much about this publicly because I, my first my first duty will is and will always be the protection of these four school-age children. Of course. So I prefer not to address it. And if that means people are mischaracterizing um, me or my boss or... Uh, even George's tweets, or they're cherry picking because but does your now husband know that. I mean, you're saying well, we, these grievances should be discussed in private, and yet he's out tweeting. Yesterday, he tweeted, "You're nuts. You are nuts to the president." You know, he he's called him lots of names over the last year. So, what does your husband say when you say, "George, let's leave this private and not go on Twitter"? You can ask George that. Oh um, wow! We certainly have had those conversations. Just for me, I I think the media is getting into a very dangerous area, though, in discussing people's marriages which is not what's been tweeted about what about trust a few people yesterday is self-designated marriage experts who we clearly know are not they are i guess they call themselves reporters but what has happened to journalism really we're jur- okay i'm gonna pause it right there because i went over to the place that i should never go you never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. And I literally saw a trump cultist saying that kellyanne had to choose between her husband and trump so the designated marriage experts, Kellyanne, the Trump cultists want you to leave your husband. They want you to leave your husband because he's mean to your boss. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. You need to stand by your man. And your man is not Donald Trump. I don't Trump. know if it's that insane, Ken. Well, because I don't know if you've got um, or if you read the article where she and it was part of I think it was part of either this interview or an interview the day before where she basically said if Donald Trump said to me, hey, honey. If you need to take some time off of work to go spend time with your husband, I'd be OK. Ooh, hey, honey. She said that. Oh my God! Oh my! Oh my God! <laughs> I'm getting so much use out of that clip. Oh my God! <laughs> I mean, that's just I where we was, are. I think it was. I can't remember. It was. A, I think it was a Politico. 
Well, I, I'm going to have to go read it. I, I'm, I'm going to have to go read that. But uh, let's let's continue with the, the last half of this clip here. Journalism has become hey, for many people, literally, literally their jobs are watching TV as they are right now and monitoring Twitter uh, and then calling themselves reporters. So people are getting that, dangerously close. Well, actually, some have no. already crossed the line. I warned bullshit. about this a year ago. because. Oh, she warned about talking about her husband trashing Trump a year ago. And now she's on Fox News being interviewed by Maria Bartiromo and saying, isn't that kind of weird? This is going on with your family? And she's like, I kind of warned all these people out there not to talk about this. But here I am answering your questions on Fox Business News about this. Oh, my God. It's so insane. The only reason she's talking about it now is because Trump demanded she go out and talk about it. Or somebody close to Trump demanded she talk about it. Oh, I don't know about that. uh, That one I'm not so sure about. I don't know. That's my gut feeling on this. I could be wrong. But anyway, there's 30 seconds left. It was really until this week... Um, this was my private life, not my professional life. George is not, he's not Bob Mueller. He's not Jeff Berman. He's not Rod Rosenstein. No shit. But he's with a TV show. But he's tweeting about the president. Well, I'm just saying he can't, but he can't, he can't effectuate, he can't act on those tweets in a way. Yeah. Um, And uh, I don't know when the feminists are going to write the story about the unusual situation of a man getting power through his wife. But that's what we have here. And some of his co-authors, same thing. Some of these people from previous administrations are on the other side of the aisle whose former colleagues don't really even like them as they confide in me this was the first time the president actually hit back right i mean the president hasn't said he's protect he's protective of me oh my god what what she's gonna let let trump come between her and her husband yes yeah yeah effectively yes wow oh my god (laughs) a man getting power through his wife Yes, a man Jesus getting... Goddamn Christ. I wonder when the feminists will recognize me for a husband getting power through his wife. Oh, she doesn't let it rest there with feminists, though, Rain. Are you cur- curious to see how it goes from there? <gasps> okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, there's this this clip. This clip. Where and I'm. Uh, oops, I accidentally shut down. I just the... want to make this clear: Kellyanne yeah, yeah. Conway is not a fucking feminist. Not at all. Not at all. So feminists aren't going to recognize her for her per- self-perceived accomplishments. She works for the biggest misogynist anti-feminist in the world at the moment. She doesn't and, do anything to promote yeah. feminism. Period. Yeah. Feminists promote feminism. The next clip, basically, she claims, she claims in the next clip, Rain, working for Trump is more feminist than feminism. <laughs> it's a short one, so mm. brace your brace yourself. I'm not being asked Thank to choose between the, um, my. Ma- what, no, say it again. Thank you for the heads up. 
All right, here's the clip. I'm not being asked to choose between my marriage and my job. Donald Trump has never made, the president has never made me feel that way, Maria. I know George <gasps> is quoted recently as saying, I don't, I wish he didn't work there. So does he want you to step um, down, George? Does George certainly, say, yeah. certainly. But what message would that send to the feminists everywhere who pretend they're independent thinkers and men don't make decisions for them? I, they can mm-hmm. talk it and I can walk it. I Have can live spoke- it. She can talk it, and she can walk it, and she can live it. No, no. Did I? I may have misunderstood this because my brain. Yeah, I, I can understand. It might shut down. Thinkers. Uh, yeah, she's yeah. trading her husband for what she thinks is an alpha male. That's, yes, is, is that feminism? What? What? What she? What no. she's doing? Yeah, good point. Good point, Bobber. But basically, what she's doing. Her husband appears to be the feminist. This you is know, not uh, what feminism is about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but I'll play the clip again, Rain, for for your for your benefit. Uh, it's twenty six seconds. Listen to it again. I'm not being asked to choose between my marriage and my job. Donald Trump has never made the president has never made me feel that way, Maria. I know George is quoted recently as saying, "I don't. I wish he didn't work there." So does he want you to step um, down, George? Does George say yeah. certainly? But what message would that send to the feminists everywhere who pretend they're independent thinkers and men don't make there decisions is. for them? I they can pretend? talk it and I can walk it. Have I can you just thought I heard? <laughs> What does it say to feminists everywhere who pretend to be feminist thinkers? I am fucking livid about that. I figured you would be. That's why I grabbed the clip. <laughs> because it's... It, I, as a male feminist, heard that and I was like, feminists don't... Fu- we don't fucking think about you in that way. We don't pretend. We don't, yeah, we don't, you know, feminists, period, don't pretend. We just do. But she, for some reason, she's latched on to the reality TV star in chief, the birther in chief, the pussy grabber in chief, and is saying she accomplished something because she fucking hasn't said anything about the horrible things he's done, except when she worked for Ted Cruz and then trashed him and said, oh, well, how about all those people you never paid, all those subcontractors you never paid, you know? But it does, if you want to go back to it, I mean, she basically said, you know, my boss never told me that, and I'm going to paraphrase right now, because this is really, really what it comes down to. My boss, Donald Trump, never said that, you know, I had to quit my job or whatever. She really is, as Bob just said, is subjugating her husband to her boss. Yeah. And God damn it. You know what pisses me off about this? This is what men used to do to women. Yeah. She essentially you, made you know, George Conway a cuck to Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the hell is going on in that marriage. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't care. I like that George Conway is speaking out against Trump. Whatever they do when they go home at night is not my business. Yeah, nobody cares about that. Diane Conway is trying to pretend that she's a goddamn feminist and then goes out and tries to say that feminists pretend. 
No, she's no, she's saying she's she's beyond feminism. She uh, Susan just came in here and says they can talk it, I can walk it. She's saying she's better than feminists. She's yeah. saying you, I'm an independent thinker. Yeah, you're an independent thinker who works for a, a, a sexual predator and a philanderer who you know fucked a porn star when when his wife was home with a newborn baby and then paid her off later and tried to cover it up. Oh, that's real this, forward thinking. This, this this one pisses me off because yeah. that's not true. Well, they're not, and I, and when I say it's not true, I'm not talking about Sue's. Because Sue's is right on point about this. No, no, the fact but, that she thinks she's beyond feminism. Yeah, that woman doesn't even understand first wave, second wave, third wave, or no, fourth no, no, wave feminism. No, uh, basically, what she's saying is, I have success, so they can talk about it. But I'm doing it right now. That's what she's saying. Yeah, that's because she has and success and power. Because that fem feminism isn't about political or fame, you know, uh, you know, power, anything like that. That's all nonsense. But anyway, I have one last clip. And are you guys all cool to go over like ten minutes for Mad Libs? Because I got one last Kelly and Ten minutes, but I want to save this this discussion <coughs> for for Tuesday. No, that's well, fine. I can but verify one thing: she was Italian, yeah. half Italian. Okay. And her I've... grandfather was uh, identified by the Jersey Organized Crime Commission as Jimmy the Brute Di Natale. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Really? A mob you, associate Joe. in the Philadelphia oh, crime God. family. Wow. Yeah. That so, makes sense too, doesn't it? So she is. She just does come from a crime family. That's yep. smart. I, I give her that. Yeah. So, thank you for that, Joe. Well, that's that's good. All right, so the last clip uh, I want to play here from Kellyanne is this one the blew brute. my mind. This one blew my mind. Um, Kellyanne the brute, the brute, the Kellyanne the brute, Kellyanne the brute, Conway. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> anyway, listen to this. This one, this one really fucking pissed me off. Have you spoken about this with the president before and in terms of, look, you know, I'm having an issue at home that he doesn't like you and he's going to be tweeting about you. Had you guys discussed it? I mean, I didn't say I have an issue at home. Um, you're well, you saying that mean, and others shouldn't sure. say that. Either. No, you're right. I'm, I don't mean an well, issue with your eyes. I mean, saying that and but it is odd. It's odd that sure, your husband is unusual. out publicly trashing it's your It's not boss. just unusual. It's unusual for George, who people know is a very private person. Not for the last he year and a half. He weighed oh. in on many different matters over the years. Uh, but anyway, that aside, uh, of course, we've talked about it in passing, but he's the president of the United States. And here's something I think is so remarkable. People somehow think they have an equal platform to the president of the United States. Not George, but a lot of people out there are constantly attacking the president on Twitter and Facebook and elsewhere. He's the president and you're not. And they somehow so? trick themselves into thinking because we have the same yeah. platform. I can I can just I'm the same as the president. No, you're not. He's He's the president of the United States. Have you, said that to, have you said that to your husband? I've what? said it to many people. I'm saying it now to, to America or to the world. Oh, okay. So husband. I guess I guess what she just did there was delegitimize the lawsuit that Devin Nunez has against Twitter because the <laughs> only person that has the same platform or that has, you know, the platform on Twitter is Donald John Trump. He's the only guy that can can say whatever they like and use their First Amendment rights on Twitter 
to say whatever the fuck they like at any stupid fucking waking moment whenever they're taking a, a dirty shard on the toilet or getting kicked out of bed by their uh, their uh, uh, um, wife they imported from wherever. Um, really, I mean, I, I mean you, uh, you know what? You know what, Joe? Person. You can use Twitter all you like, Joe, but guess what? You're not the president. What the so fuck is by that? That standard, everything Obama did for eight years should never have been criticized on Fox News because <gasps> they weren't the president. That's oh, true. You silly man. Oh, and yeah, by the way, did you know he that was black. Obama he was, has... He was born in Kenya. I mean, Trump even <laughs> said so. Obama yeah. hasn't been president for two and a half years, but he has twice the followers as Donald Trump. Anybody know that? <laughs> yes. So, I mean, what is this? What is this? Oh, everybody likes to go out and think they have the same platform he does, but they don't because they he's president and they're not. You, you know poopy what? heads. You know Quite honestly, seriously, and I mean this. When if she's talking about Twitter, uh, hell yeah, that's the only the platform. platform. That's the only platform Trump has outside of going on to Fox News. That's it. The only too bad the platform he's on doesn't have a trap door. Oh um, yeah, in a fucking noose. I, I mean, necktie and a noose made of balsa wood <laughs> and a noose. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oh. Oh, I got. Uh, I'm sorry. I got. I got very, very, very dark there on the show. Hello, I did. I went dark. I, I got. I went dark there. But I mean, seriously, what kind of fucking? Uh, you know. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. I'm sure feminists will really like that, Kellyanne. Oh well. Guess what? You can go on Twitter and say all you want, but you're not the president. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, Kellyanne. Fuck you. You That's fucking like horrible right husk. Investigate him because. They didn't get any votes. Yeah, it's just... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am really pissed off at Kellyanne about all this stuff. And I I don't know what's going on with their marriage. Who fucking cares? I don't get it. I don't give a crap. I think that it's good that George Conway is bringing out these points. Um, But I don't don't think it's... um, I do think it's... We should remember he 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 sort of um he represented Paula what's her name during the Clinton administration. Oh yeah, yeah, Paula Jones. Paula Jones. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, he's not my favorite person either. Oh no, no, no. So, no. I I, I, I have no love for jo- I have no love for George Conway. I like some of the things he said, but yeah, yes. I, I But the thing is is that George Conway is a private citizen. Kellyanne Conway isn't. Donald Trump isn't. And because of that, they are worthy of the same way people went after Barack Obama. Yeah. Well, this is two public citizens, two public officials who, guess what? You know what, Kellyanne? Oh, I guess, I. you know, you might be on Twitter, but you don't have the same platform because you're not president. Guess what? He's not my boss. I'm his fucking boss. We're all your bosses, you fucking asswipe. Yes. Seriously. That's that's oh the bottom God. line. Oh that's my line. God. If, if oh my the president God. Wants to, if, if Donald Trump wants to use Twitter as his platform, he needs to understand 
that if he's going to use that as his platform, that's everybody's platform. He sits in the fucking Oval Office. He has WhiteHouse.gov live. He has the White House. He can put out statements. He can, he doesn't need to use Twitter. No, no. But anyway, we we got to Twitter. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah, Don't we got to we me that you know. Real quick, we're uh, Bobber. Uh, did you want to jump Twitter, in? Real quick? I mean, t- Twitter is the uh, freedom of the press that we were all guaranteed. Yes, and that's, yeah. That's that is that is how we the people, including you know, Mister Conway, um, you know, can can make their voices heard. That's the, this is a constitutionally allowed right that we have, and and that's and Twitter is one of the platforms that uh, allows us to do that. So. Well, that's true, Bobber, but you're not president. Sorry. Bobber's president of me. Yes. I'm the president of Trump University. Go pricks. Uh, All right. Joe, Joe, what's your what's your uh, final thought before we get to Mad Libs? No, we we could go on to Mad Libs. All right. Let's go ahead and do that. But God damn it, Kellyanne. How dare you? How dare you, Kelly? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! This is madness. Don't get mad, get mad, Lib! Oh, God bless Matt Libs. Alright, let's make this one quick. Um, Bobber, I need a noun. A noun? Um, um, guitars! Guitar! Guitar! Uh, Joe, I need an exclamation. Uh, shit. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, rain, a part of the body. Middle finger. Ooh, nice one. He was in, uh, Game of Thrones, by the way. Yeah, yeah, middle finger. Yeah. Middle finger. (laughs) <laughs> Middle finger, he got his throat cut. Uh, by, <laughs> uh, Bobber, type of vehicle, please. Type of vehicle. Um, a motor scooter. Motor scooter. Do you want to go the Montrose way and make it a bad motor scooter? I, I think I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you. Lean on that whammy bar. You know, Ronnie Montrose uh, was the guitarist in uh, Edgar Winter Group with Frankenstein. You know that? I did know that, yes. Yeah. All right. I need okay. uh, uh, Joe, a last name Sagan. Sagan. There you go. Uh, and rain, I need a type of appliance. Dishwasher. A dish, dishwasher. A dishwasher. Dishwasher. <laughs> a dishwasher. That's how they'd say it down by the river in, uh, 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 East Liverpool. <coughs> or East Lizard Pool, as I called it as a child. Uh, Bob, or, uh, yeah, Bobber, an occupation. Um... Before th- I just want to say real quick, I I believe Sammy Hagar was the vocalist for Montrose. Wasn't he? he was. Sammy Hagar was the the vocalist. Uh, so would you like vocalist uh, for Montrose? Would you like vo- vocalist for Montrose to be the occupation? Um, uh, musician. What's that? Okay. <laughs> 
I think vocalists for Montrose could probably be funnier than that. <laughs> okay, let's do that then. I will go with your words. Uh, well, you said it. So, uh, for Montrose. Uh, <laughs> yes, all right. Sorry, I got to get back to the Monty Python intermission music. And uh, Joe, I need another occupation. Uh, uh, astrophysicist. Oof. Wow. You got wow. Sagan on the brain. Yeah. What did that's, you watch on YouTube today? No, no. I, I have Sagan on the brain, but I, I also have uh, Brian May on the brain. Oh, okay. He's an gotcha. astrophysicist. By oh, that's okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, all right. Um, Rain, another exclamation. God damn it. Oh. GDI. Right in there. Don't even have to spell that. Um... Bobber, part of the body. Balls. Uh, already been taken. Sorry. Oh, okay. Taint. Uh, taint. All right. That taint will make you faint. Part of the body. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's My like heart. the torrent or twasn't. Uh, <laughs> it's between the twer and the twasn't. It's the twain. It's, it's it's not the twerent. It's not the twasn't. It's the taint. Uh, it's between the uh, entertainment center and the garbage dump. <laughs> oh yes. Whoa. Yes. It's that little. Yeah. You never should have it. Yeah. It's that little uh, perennium. So little landing strip. Next to a yeah. playground. Okay. Okay. Joe, I need an adverb. Sorry, you got stuck with the adverb. Uh, cruelly. Cruelly. Yeah, you say that Cruelly, 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 cruelly. Cruelly, cruelly, cruelly. Uh, rain, a place. A place? Yeah. The magic garden. The oh. magic... Magic Garden. Good movie. It was one of my favorite TV shows growing up. I have n I've never heard of that. That sounds like something made up. No, it's not made up. <laughs> no, well, it was sort of. I think it's kind of made up. All right, Bobber. Bobber, I need I, a silly. I need a silly name, Bobber. Silly name? Yeah. Um. Yeah. There used silly. to be a store around near us called Boogle Hoppers. Hey. What? <laughs> what was it called? That is a store. What? Doodle Hoppers. Hey, kids, come on down to Doodle Hoppers. Doodle Hoppers? Yep. Doodle Hoppers, yes. Okay. Like Clem the Doodle Hopper? I can, uh, okay. I can confirm that. We've I got a Doodle Hopper. I'm good. Uh, Joe, a number. <laughs> 24 is the highest number. 24 is the highest number. Uh, Rain, the name of a male conservative. Um, Louis Gomer. Gomer. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right. Uh, article of clothing uh, to you, Bobber. Article of clothing? Yeah. Um, thong. Thong. Okay. Cool. Verb ending in ing, Joe. <laughs> Corrupting. 
Uh, I think corrupt has already been used, so pick something else. Uh, uh, verb ending in ing. Yeah. Fucking. Fucking. Rain, verb ending in ing. Um, skinning. Skinning. Uh, Alright, uh, bobber, sorry, adverb. Um, swimmingly. Swimmingly upside down, <laughs> trying not to drown. <laughs> and, uh, alright, so, Joe, a silly word. Googly eyes. Googly, googly <laughs> eyes. Rain, another silly word for the end. Um, Urgle Burgle. Urgle Burgle. Oh, oh my God. Do you want Urgle Burgle or Urgle Burgle? Uh, we'll go with Urgle Burgle. Urgle Burgle. All right, I got to do this fast because we're already 15 minutes over. So, all right, this is all good because it's, it's kind of funny. Because it all kind of relates to the Mueller report, but on Mars. <laughs> sort of. Sort of. Sort of. Um, like, the first one is a police call on Mars. So, the death of Vince Foster will be reported here. Uh, all right. A police call on Mars. Calling all worms. This is doodle, this is doodle hoppers. Your Martian police Mueller report. All of your, all of you patrol penises, keep all. Tw I'm sorry, I, I. All of you patrol penises. Don't save penis in this house. Keep all 24 of your eyes peeled for a Louis Gomert. When last seen, he was wearing a double-breasted thong. <laughs> <laughs> he is wanted for questioning in a silly robbery and was seen by several socks who state he was fucking and skinning in the vicinity of the state What's Up app house. <laughs> if you see this disgusting nuclear vessel, approach him swimmingly because he may be carrying a loaded collusion. Also, he has been known to use the alias Googly Eyes or Urgle Burgle. That is all. <laughs> That was a that was a police call on Mars. All right, the uh, here's the next one: a letter written by a lonely extraterrestrial. Dear Tucker Carlson, I am writing you from the planet Sagan because I saw your picture on the electronic dishwasher, and I think you are very crooked. You have the five prettiest balls I have ever seen, and your shoe is out of this galaxy. I certainly hope that you are an investigation of the opposite sex. If you are and you aren't a, a vocalist for Montrose, then I would like <laughs> you to be my astrophysicist. If you read this and your answer is God damn it, then I will contact your father, Darth Vader, and formally ask for your taint. My smelly father tells me, my smelly father tells me that two can live as cruelly as one so that we can afford to buy a little condo in the magic garden and settle down and raise a, some sweet little killer rabbits. Please explode to me right away and send a photograph. There you go. 
All right, uh, last one. Legal problems on Venus, Joe. I figured you'd like this one. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, question. What happens if I purchase a cat and then the government decides to build a racist right through my guitar? <laughs> Answer. Answer. The value of all your squirrels will drop and your bumper testicles will probably stop working due to the rancid noise. Frankly, you will end up the creek without a twat waffle. Thank you, Heather, for a twat waffle. <laughs> oh, oh, Heather. Oh, that is the yeah. last thing you want. Did uh, you give us the twat waffle? Here's, a, here's another, another, another question. I want to adopt a mud flap. How do I go about it? Answer. You may adopt a criminal on Mars simply by looking at it and saying, Shit! But on... <laughs> But on Venus, you have to hop on one middle finger at the same time, preferably while riding a bad motor scooter. Get on your bad motor scooter and ride. Come on to my place and be on time. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. Put a saddle on a motor scooter. That's a middle sure. Yeah. It'll, it'll hurt. You could. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stand on one. That would be awesome if, if you could stand on one middle finger. Yes. That would be the ultimate political statement right there. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, unless anybody has, uh, we're already 18 minutes over with the Mad Libs and oh, everything. Wow. I think we should circumvent parting shots unless somebody has a burning desire for a parting shot. Anyone? I, Any I have one quick one. All right, let's just do real quick. Everybody gets like 30 seconds. Rain, go ahead. Don't be dismayed by the fact that the Mueller report has been released and the Mueller investigation, the special counsel is over. Don't be dismayed by that. I'm serious. There are a lot of places out there that can now go after these mofos because they're not under the umbrella of the special investigation. Boom. Perfect. This Excellent. is not over. All right. Joe, what do you got? Well, uh, real quick. Um, yes. During Cornell, uh, during, during the 1990s, they took a picture of, uh, from Voyager of uh, one little blue dot that was less than a pixel in that picture, of which Carl Sagan said back then, and this is to keep it in perspective, people. Uh, he said... If you look at it, you see that dot? That's here. That's home. That's us. And at every one you've heard of, every human being who ever lived, lived out their lives. The aggregate of all our joys and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilizations, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every hopeful child, every mother and father, every inventor, an explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species live here on that moat of dust, suspended in a sunbeam. Wow. Nice. Amen to that. Amen to that. Amen. You have been watching Carl Sagan. So. <laughs> no, I just remember his his lecture. It was long. I know. Than I'm that. I'm just teasing you. But but uh, I, I remember the pale blue dot and and remember it went on. Uh, yeah, yeah. You there, just put I, it in a nut cap. 
Well, that was just the, the first part of it. It's too long. I was going to give the whole thing before we quit 18 minutes over. You can't do it. You can't that, do it. Can't, like can't I said, you it. you can't put it, it in. The, you can't do it. Can't Joe, do I'm it. glad you're feeling better. Can't do it. What? I'm glad you're feeling better, Joe. Me too. Yeah, well, it, it was a flu. It was a flu. Flu and a half. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, but, well, you know. We, we uh, all got it at once. Can't do it. Yeah. Uh, there yeah, you go. Do it. All right, uh, uh, but yeah, I'm glad you put it in a nut cap though, because that's the new phrase. <laughs> I. But anyway, Bobber, your parting shot. Um, yeah, something a little on, on a more upbeat note. Um, that hits two of my my sweet spots. Uh, Sam Adams Brewing is coming out with a beer inspired by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <gasps> oh, it's, it's called When There Are Nine, which is uh, you know, her. <gasps> Her answer to the question, when will there be enough women on the Supreme Court? Nice! Very that's, cool. That's very, cool. Very, so I very don't know nice. if it's going to be available like uh, in bottles or if you have to go to the brewery to get it, but uh, it's uh, they're, uh, coming out in just a couple of days, about a week. Oh, by the way, did you guys hear Gorsuch uh, sided with the sovereign rights of uh, Native American tribe? Uh, in a, in, uh, he was the sole dissenter from the uh, Republican side. Uh, so, you know, it's I'm not it's it's not a rightist victory for uh, you know Trump to have two appointees on the uh, on the uh, Supreme Court. You know, there are a couple things here and there where we might have a few victories. So, Gorsuch. I know people call him Gorsuck, but at least he sided with the uh, you know rights of at least one Native American tribe. So well, good for that. Uh, but anyway, I, I'm sorry I don't have more details on it. It just uh, uh, Bobber just made me think of it. So uh, uh, and you know my big parting shot and I blew it earlier was that uh, Lima, Ohio has the the uh, exhibit for the um, what is it the the Noah's Ark exhibit and then you can go see the tank factory god damn it (laughs) (laughs) and uh to that i'll just reduce that to my my final parting shot which is don't mess around with god's america noah's arcs and tanks we'll see you on tuesday happy weekend that's it over and out Rock and roll, God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Don't mess around with God's America. Take the good, you take the bad, you know, take them both, and there you have the facts of life.